forever. Dog. Podcast The Ride in association with Coca-Cola, Oscar Mayer, and AOL Top Speed presents a salute to Disney's Super Bowl halftime shows with special appearances by Tony Bennett, Mickey Rooney, an army of Shirley Temples, Fake Mickey, Fake Goofy, and Jason Sheridan as Mae West. The Podcast The Ride show about Disney's Super Bowl halftime shows starts right now. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a podcast about theme parks, which, listeners can attest, has caused more brain damage than professional football ever could. I'm Scott Gardner. <laughs> There's Mike Carlson. Oh, man. You saying that, though, means the class action lawsuit is coming. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Well, you've admitted we, to that. Oh, shoot. We uh, well, got, I'll, I'll edit it. There's out. no I'll way remember. to prove it. I mean, because, like, if you're getting, look, we're causing brain damage. Uh, you know, blank check, doughboys are causing brain damage. I mean, like, all of it, there's no way to pinpoint it to us. Oh, I see what you're saying. There's so many people poisoning the brains of listeners. That I think there's so. There's no way to say what damage caused what but i, I definitely want to I, I you know if doctors do a scan on the brain and like now that deposit there that's mm. the that that is uh, the your knowledge of uh, uh nick's owner james dolan having done a song about <laughs> uh how harvey wine uh-huh. he should have known harvey weinstein did the stuff that he did All right so we see that on the x-ray yeah, now. Did, yeah. where, where do you think that could have come from what could have put you at risk for that so until imaging technology catches up we won't be uh, um, put into some sort of massive trial. <laughs> Until we would all be, uh, uh, have to like go to jail. I guess. It's easier now for like AI to scan the transcript of a podcast. Oh, like, right. So we're against the ropes on that. But then it really, if if we can eventually scan a brain to see what awful fact we specifically have poisoned the listeners uh-huh, with, yeah. then we're in a lot of trouble. This is Jason Sheridan. Huh? I I feel like it's a very concentrated dose today. Mm-hmm. You know, no placebo, <laughs> sure. no saline solution. This is like this. Is Drink in the cold brew concentrate without watering it down. That's a pretty good point. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because this this is this is a, tr- a true uh, uh, brigade of nonsense today. Yeah, uh, it's garbage and, and it's, factory. <laughs> this is definitely yeah yeah. This this will be nothing but garbage, and we'll <laughs> we'll explain why. I mean, it's you know it's it's because it's. It's Super Bowl weekend, and this is our big yeah. Super Bowl episode. And you know, we know what you come to us for in a Super Bowl episode. So I'll just kick it off. Conventional wisdom holds that the Chiefs are a lock, with Patrick Mahomes having completed seventy percent of his passes with a yards per attempt average of seven point zero in his previous six postseason games. But one mustn't ignore the stacked Forty ers offense, with Brandon Ayuk leading the league's receivers in catch score and Debo Samuel leading all receivers in YAC score. So is it possible that the presumed to win Chiefs will be haunted? by sloppy offensive play like McCall Hardman's goal line fumble against the Bills in the divisional round. Michael, let's start with you. Well, Scott, (laughs) I really would like to gather my thoughts. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I didn't mean to, of course, take your time. Well, we'll go to Jason Sheridan's thoughts then in the meantime. Well, sure. As long as the uh, main player on the field today is good sportsmanship, then everyone wins. Dang, that Mm. actually is a good thought. You said a real thing. I couldn't have come up with that. I had to like, I had to write all that down, all yeah. that stuff I just said that I, I'll sure. admit I don't know I what say, it means. You shouldn't have admitted that. Yeah, yeah, geez. Uh, I and I'm waiting for the Chiefs to win, 
Taylor Swift to run on field and say the magic words, I support Joe Biden, let the new world order begin. <laughs> I just learned of this for the oh, first yeah, time. Because yeah. oh, yeah. I've certainly seen a lot about can Taylor make it from Tokyo, yes. but I didn't realize that was the concern and that uh, what are like MAGA wine moms trying to like form some kind of blockade between here and Tokyo so that she oh, can't yeah. come tip her well, sheep listeners into voting for who otherwise assuredly would be Trump supporters, one and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But one, but they're also said, you know, they're 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 such dummies. They well, might uh, all flip just because right. Taylor said so. Yeah, I didn't re- realize this until recently that the the rumor is that she's a CIA. What she's a CIA? She's an op. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the rumor, and that's being like pushed by like some pretty big conservative accounts and just you can't insane tell, conservative you can't yeah. tell and then i saw other conservatives posting like please stop doing this please stop saying this you sound stupid <laughs> we look stupid now please <laughs> that's the best hope we have is all of them please. tearing each other apart yeah, you know yeah. but yeah i know it's a psyop it's a psyop that's been going since uh 2009 ish mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. it seems as though for uh 15 years or more we've heard a lot about this taylor swift there's must be yeah. something to do it right yeah, yeah she was a psyop planted in 2009 to stop the eventual presidential <laughs> not first run because he right, did win right, the right. first but the re-election of donald trump after a loss which was planned as part of the psyop yeah no i, I it's really <laughs> it's really something let's just put it that way yeah it's really something to see that it's really something take hold and there might be something to it that's well, for our listeners. We're just to asking questions, <laughs> as usual. That's all we're doing. We wouldn't say anything as fact. Um, no. Um, one thing Taylor Swift is not doing this year is the Super Bowl halftime show. Right. That well, I, oh, you you're know. well. I guess so. This is more the like. Oh, uh, you think kind maybe, of is pop that a rumor? culture? Oh, it's like there are she like her and Usher have done like. Collabs? At con- collabs. <laughs> like, she was performing in Atlanta. He came out and they did, yeah. She sang Ludacris's verse. I've never um, seen that clip. Yeah, it's on. It's on YouTube. Um, okay. So people are like, okay, if she gets there and then she has time to Jeez. watch some of the game and then change and then get down for the hit, <laughs> it sounds miserable. Like I don't the, think she's going to. like. She's, but she doesn't want to take the focus off of... Uh, of Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. she doesn't no. want like that's gonna be. Yeah, it's his day. It's his day. She's she's a supportive person. I think she wouldn't be like, well, I'm going to outshine him. Mm-hmm. I think. Sure. Not now, to mention we'll that see. I I think that appearing on the Super Bowl would be like a, a downgrade in terms of eyeballs be, yeah. for her. Yes, um, I think. Yeah. I think. Well, what, is she, what, what social media is she on? I'm not sure. I, okay, I was gonna put, I, I was gonna say one, but I don't know what she's on at this point. Right. Uh, I was gonna say one post would be more. The, but does she post? I don't know. You're Probably the swi- you're the Swifty. This is. Well, but you, I don't. I'm social media. I don't know. I'm not following her. I don't know that she has such a presence. I don't. Maybe yeah, I don't follow her on Instagram. Maybe I should do it right now. <laughs> I have I have the Instagram account Campo Rama uh, just loaded up for this episode. <laughs> Campo Rama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'll get onto Taylor Swift's Instagram right What's now. What's on Campo Rama? Well, it's all different camp clips. Oh. Because what we're going to be talking about today is camp. This it's is very all campy. this is all pretty yeah. camp. It's all very campy. Well, is it? Yeah, but it's on. Un- I'd say unintentional camp. Well, that's a for the discussion most part. to have about what is the intention of this. It's mm-hmm. very camp, much. I think uh, closer. 
It's not that Super Bowl halftime shows we know now, where it's like... <laughs> I'm at Taylor Swift's Instagram. All right, yeah, we heard applause. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> you interrupted Jason's flow. Sorry, Jason. Uh, the, these Super Bowl halftime shows uh, are much closer to like uh, ice capades or a pageant. They're little skits. There's a lot of little skits. Very much very much so. You know, there, there literally was, we won't be talking about this one today, but there was an ice capade. At the at the half before the one yeah the uh, before Michael Jackson like tipped it forever into what it is now which is like uh, big elevated concerts basically mm-hmm. there was one that I think was a bridge too far which was uh, ice skating on mm-hmm. the they brought out little tiny ice rinks <laughs> you know because the skaters assuredly won't need. Uh-huh. You know, like many feet of run up. Yeah, you could just do a jump. Okay. Uh, here, you got you got four feet here. This is <laughs> that rink's as wide as you are. Yeah, uh, or wide as you are long. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel, and Doug is back from down under. Goodbye. Goodbye. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals because I don't smell them? But yeah, they did do ice capades live uh, in the halftime show at one yeah. point uh which i think was was kind of a, a a bridge too far that's where they decided maybe we <laughs> need to line. make this entertainment less uh stupid but let's let, let, let's paint the full picture here as, as we focus on super bowl halftime shows uh um the very first one ever to take place was in 1967 and that was not one but two marching bands and when you got two marching bands, you can make at least two shapes. I think that's what they did. I think the marching bands played. They made two shapes, and that was the end of that. They called that they called that a day. Um, today, of course, it is Usher. For, for kind of our entire lives at this point, it has been like a, a, a concert by a major pop act. A, yes. a big one, an elevated one, uh, with, with probably some production design and sometimes some fairly theme parky nonsense yeah but and, and it's sure. all it's almost usually i believe the instruments are recorded pre-recorded and the vocals are live yeah maybe it's kind of like a it's a relatively impossible thing yeah because they have to the scramble to put these things together to assemble the stage right in a matter of five minutes then uh you know you uh, connect everything that. well enough to, for live music to be played it's possible prince's guitar was live for the prince halftime show i'm not sure actually you don't think the rest of the band was i don't know hmm. because that's what i've heard is like the that the band is never there's just hmm. no way to sound check it that quickly you can't set everything up in 2 seconds and sound check everything well the i mean i'm not sure though Rehearsals, I think, have long been an issue. Yeah, with these things, one of the we'll get to today, I believe, was may, maybe none of them. A lot of them, at least for many years, were never rehearsed in full before being <laughs> performed in front of the biggest yeah. audience possible on television. Right. And we're um, not talking about those Prince ones today. That's <laughs> no, no, no. We 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 have a narrow uh, focus here, yeah. which I'll explain. Basically, you know, if you think about the the whole history of it, the nearly sixty year history of it, from two marching bands. To big concerts, uh, it's kind of this 
this gradient really that gets you from one to the other. And mm. I think they step it up every year. They they increase the entertainment value, but there's a point in that gradient, the middle of that gradient, especially in the 70s and 80s, where the Super Bowl halftime show was comprised of a lot of what I will call razzle-dazzle crap. <laughs> Just like <laughs> ill-conceived, huge in scope, yeah. but limited in its uh, concept <laughs> or like, uh, I'd say yeah. embarrassment is involved well, in a lot of cases. Yeah. When the phrase I have in my head from watching this stuff now is like dorky camp. Yeah. Like lame camp. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, like, obviously the pinnacle I think of camp is like Batman, the 60s Batman. It's funny, but it's colorful and it's silly and mm-hmm. whatever. But then there's this stuff which is, like, very you cringe when you see a lot of it. Uh, um, but it is also similarly silly and colorful and a bunch of nonsense. Well, that's my question. If, if you bring camp into it, I think some amount of uh, purpose has to be involved. Well, Awareness a, has to be involved. I, and in uh, almost any of this, is there? I yeah. don't agree that there has to be purpose to have camp, though. I think that something can have camp value, and it's like you're watching it. Yeah. I don't exactly know. I don't know the entomology of the term. I don't but know But to either, me, when something itself is campy... Uh, it like they knew, but if it but it's campy mm. to watch something that's old and embarrassing or whatever. I don't know. I, that's that's my my broad theory, but that I could be, be wrong. right. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Um, like so, I have there's a very popular uh, Instagram account called Campo Rama. There's like 150 thousand followers on it. I am okay. one of them, and it goes anywhere from Liberace stuff to like Elaine Stritch doing her like one woman show. And I'm like, there's a pretty, like, it looks like it's a pretty wide-ranging amount of stuff on here, some purposeful, some not. Now, I don't know that this account is the authority on it, but it's, it but seems that's, right. It's aware that if they're cataloging it, there's some confidence in the opinion. Right, like, there's some Eartha Kit performances. There's, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? The woman who played the Wicked Witch of the West doing a Maxwell House commercial. <laughs> like, there wasn't, pur- probably that wasn't purposeful camp, but, you know. <laughs> Um, so yeah. So are we get, are we getting full podcast the right episodes about every single post on Camparama? Well, I see Agnes Moorhead from Bewitched, so the answer is yes. Great. Okay, put uh, it in the queue. <laughs> um, I love this account. Or if nothing else, uh, put them in the Club Three poll to get about three or four <laughs> percent right. in the final running. Neg- negative three? <laughs> How do they do that? How do the audience vote? I didn't know there were demerits <laughs> in the wow. Patreon voting. Patreon is truly uh, iterating and updating the usability. <laughs> they don't want to hear. They don't want to see this clip from the Love Boat of of Ruth Gordon <laughs> with uh, Bernie Capel. <laughs> they don't want to hear thirty minutes on this. What are they? Are they singing? What are they here? Just go to a random part. What is it? What What's happening? Hold on, let me see. Mrs. Warner, I forgot. I've, I've got to perform an emergency appendectomy. <laughs> no, on myself. <laughs> she she hitting on Bernie? I think so. It's a love boat. Hmm. It's a long clip. It's a long clip. Yeah, no, I, I I put you on the spot. You haven't vetted that. You no, haven't watched not that. Vetted. It was worth getting into. I was just like, you know, there better be hardcore Bernie Capel, Ruth Gordon making out in that this. That might be what was next coming. Five seconds. I yeah, yeah, you wanna... never know. Well, update us later or just leave yeah. it playing in a loop while, while we do okay. the rest of this. But anyway, um, Razzle Dazzle Crap 
um, is is at least what's what's in my head. You don't have to use that term, but mm. but I will. And uh, over the, in the years that were the kind of the pre pop culture awareness, the razzle dazzle crap years, a lot of these events were perpetrated by the Walt Disney Company, <laughs> and that is what we're going to be focusing on today. Because I've been wanting to do a halftime show episode for some time. This has been in my mental queue, but yeah. Uh, I want to credit a user. Oh, did I write down their names? Yes, Mark Gannon and Casey Lucas on Club 3, our VIP Patreon tier. Both of them suggested that we, on Club 3, but we're doing it here on Main Feed, the suggestion was to focus on the halftime shows produced by the Walt Disney Company. And I, I thought that's a great idea. That's a good way to, like, all right, we'll take care of these. Right. And if people are into this, then uh, in success we can, because there's a lot of other... There's, there's so many oh insane halftime shows. I was watching shows. some other stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So much. And I honestly, you know, I'm, I'm maybe aware of like the ones while I've been alive more than the ones before I was alive. I don't. I'm not sure I've ever watched any from the 70s and early 80s until yeah. this. Uh, clearly, there's a lot to to get into because on the way to Disney doing it before Disney did it, I believe the fourth one. As I was saying, I think it's this ramp up where all right it's gonna be some marching bands and that'll be nice right but then this thing gets more popular uh more pop culturally relevant they're they're it's big on television mm-hmm. so maybe we got to do a little more to pull in the viewers at home and maybe a good idea would be to have celebrities famous people as part of this sure. and uh yeah that sounds good sure who do they get carol channing Carol She's Channing on was Camp the first Arana one all the time on the Instagram account. <laughs> I would have to She's imagine there all the time. <laughs> a Camperama mainstay. That's right. The, the and now I have not seen footage of this one. And I don't know if anyone saved footage of this one, but apparently that that's Super Bowl four, and apparently that one involves not only Carol Channing but also. A restaging of the Battle of New Orleans, <laughs> complete with terrified horses and falling soldiers. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Not prepared on that one. Maybe to come in Super Bowl halftime. Well, too. they yeah. got the accuracy of the Battle of New Orleans. There were definitely some falling soldiers and terrified horses. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe they got it exactly right because probably you know you, there there's recreations of battles. This happens in the world, but I bet that if you just watched battles from really far away for the most part just a bunch of it's a big confusing mess oh yeah it's not some ballet (laughs) no it's not even as cool as like lord of the rings armies meet like it's yeah i can't i cannot imagine yes so read the civil war (laughs) was as cool to watch as lord of the rings no 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 um but anyway yeah these are the early years i mean it's one of those things where um, boy, is the Simpsons parody so accurate. I know. That one where, are they watching the literal Super Bowl? Is it the Lisa so. the Greek episode where she's betting on football and there's a snippet of a halftime show <laughs> and it's an alien in a suit and they sing uh, <laughs> one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, gonna rock around the world tonight. And I, I think I saw that and thought, you know, when I was a kid, I'm like, yeah, Super Bowl halftime shows are kind of cheesy. And then, not until I've seen some real ones, am I like, that is exactly yeah, like yeah. that could that literally could have been something that they did, <laughs> at least in the early ones. Uh-huh. See, I jumped to the other Simpsons reference of the variety show, "Hooray for Everything," uh-huh. and it's like kids dressed in sock hop attire but they're singing walk on the wild side oh right 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 that's another thing they did oh that's right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. hey kids 
Um, yeah, well, that's extremely accurate too. There's a. I, I just want to say the the 1976 halftime show, which we're not going to talk about today, but it was called 200 Years and Just a Baby," a tribute to America's bicentennial. <laughs> and up with people, up with people did that one, which is oh, what yeah. they were like parodying on The Simpsons as well. Ray for everything is a parody of Up with People, and I'm yeah. not prepared to talk about Up with People. I don't quite understand what it is i didn't know if it was a group but what i'm finding is that maybe it was it's more akin to like a an organization yeah, it's like I a big right. volunteer organization it's a non-profit it's a, it's a, a non-profit <laughs> yeah i well, i can't imagine up with people didn't ultimately turn a profit somehow with their <laughs> jazzy rhythms and oh. cool harmonies oh jason could you put on a one-man show called 200 years and just a baby <laughs> a tribute to america's bicentennial <laughs> well it'll be like baby new year except i will enter in the diaper and the sash and i will also come out at the end in the di- like so i don't age at all oh yeah you so don't it's a age, lot yeah. it's it's plenty baby you uh, know? maybe you'd whatever we find <laughs> i think it will it'll, it'll be, be plenty, plenty of baby, baby for me plenty that's baby. for sure well, i didn't even need you in a diaper i just wanted you doing whatever the old time songs they perform in here well that's you really... have your methods to prepare and i have mine <laughs> hey i'm not gonna fight you being in a diaper jason, for this one jason insists on the diaper <laughs> fight me on this <laughs> fight me until i end up in a He's diaper taking his clothes off right now <laughs> what you no all right well here's one of my daughter's diapers put it on you're gonna have to stretch it a bit yeah. put four of them together yeah. um anyway uh it seems like up with people was one of the main providers of this entertainment of the extremely yes, white yes. bread entertainment for the first uh 15 years or so and the other the walt disney company because the nfl can't put these things on themselves they are busy with the game and the other games they need to reach out to entertainment entities to do these things and disney enters the picture for super bowl 11 which is in 1977 and i think they especially uh, at least initially would do the halftime shows when it's in uh, w- uh, when the Super Bowl is in California or Florida makes sense mm-hmm. to be near their parks near their facilities and they have access to tons of dancers and costumes and musicians and all that so uh, um, absolutely uh, makes sense Disney would would be part of these um, so I, I have more about these as they go on yeah. but I'll try to step through uh, what I learned about the initial the early, Disney Super Bowl halftime shows. So, uh, uh, Super Bowl 11, 1977. This was at the Rose Bowl. Raiders versus Vikings. Um, the <laughs> I don't have much here. I picked a pretty arbitrary clip, but this I think will give you an idea of just the the tenor of the entertainment. And it's not exactly a, a far cry from up with people, from what I can tell. Um, so here's here's just a, a random little bit of what uh, Disney provided in 77. It's a big, wide, wonderful world we live in. And it is love that you give. Yes, it's lanky, very pale people kind of doing, they aren't even moving No, they're not like dynamic dancers or anything. It's just like synchronized uh, (laughs) half-speed arm pumps basically in Mickey Mouse sweater vests and bright red pants. Um, This is, I mean, I know there was a lot like this in the 70s. We've delved into our 70s Mm. variety shows, but I do always flash to like punk was happening 
you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the it's, talking heads were going on oh, right yeah. now. Uh, early hip-hop. still got this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah we're almost at hip-hop. I, no, I literally Googled- Synthesizer. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was watching, the, again, I started getting on down rabbit holes of non-Disney produced, and I, I was watching 92, which has some great stuff in it. And, yeah, yeah, But then good. I was like, wait, I'm like, Guns N' Roses was popular. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it was like the biggest record. <laughs> we're like, almost we're almost at the grunge turn. Of course, yeah, yeah. Turn. I was just like, when did stuff, there's no, okay, all right. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure yeah. that current, like who they currently book is not like exactly up to speed typically with the year and ter- like what's what's cool. That's yeah. not what you look for in the Super Bowl necessarily, but it's at least like we're we're like in the same we're in the realm of the same like two decades typically, you know. I, we aren't it, in another planet in terms it of does relevance. It feel like you're on another planet. <laughs> yeah. It 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 feels like now it's it's not necessarily the biggest act of that year or two, you know. Sure. It's not Taylor Swift or Beyonce. It, it is someone well into their like, you know, well established and recognizable across the country and internationally. Yes. But yeah. not like just like, all right, uh, I'm just going to wind it down a little, go a little slower, do a Vegas residence. And not that point. Like, you know. Sure. Sure. Recent hits. Probably. Least, yeah. It's not probably. Unless step. they mash a bunch of people up together, which they do sometimes as well. Maybe somebody's not on their own, what they feel is a big enough draw. But if you put a bunch of people in there, maybe it works. Yeah. It can be like a big. Who did um, they have a few years? Was it like. You're, Eminem and Fifty Cent and Snoop and Dre, but that was kind of a co- yeah, consistent kind of theme like a, of like all of the Dre accolades. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah sort of his um, history. Th- well, I think they you see less of the mashup of a ton of people since the infamous MTV Janet. Uh, I think right, it's, sure. they blamed the format for what happened. <laughs> you see, <laughs> well, of course, I mean the Britney Aerosmith uh, um, mm-hmm. um, and Sync. That might need to get a little time in the if we do another one of these, a yes. non Disney one of these. Oh yeah, yeah, I have vivid memories of that. So and do TV I. did a like behind the scenes of how they did it the, to see in sync and Aerosmith together. It fit hand in glove. I know. The, I, it always it feels to me like the Super Bowl was always trying to be like, well, the halftime show was for a different crowd to entice people to want to watch it. Mm, like people who wouldn't usually be watching, right? And that still seems that's still kind of what they're doing. It's just that their approach. Back then, to me, seems a little bit misguided. I don't know. Were people really excited about these? That's a good question. I think the approach back then seemed to be like, let's see if we can get grandma in from the well, next room. Sure. So it is, I guess it's the same thing. Because <laughs> if, if they were to have like Aerosmith now or the Rolling Stones, I'm grandpa. I'm like, get grandpa in here. And I'm like, oh, I would like to look at the Rolling Stones. <laughs> the Rolling Stones with Usher. Now I'm listening. I'm excited. But when I Springsteen played like 10 years ago, I was like, I'm going to see this Super Bowl. I really want to watch it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so I guess it's always been the same same uh, uh, goal and different approaches. Sure. Now. But we've aged in. We've at least like, we're, we're in. <laughs> yeah, that's we're, true. We're at, enter, we're at entertainment that has been relevant in the last century. True. Weekend, the weekend does it, which grandpa doesn't know necessarily who the weekend is. <laughs> what? They, now they spelled this word wrong. What's, right. uh, why'd they drop that? E? Wait, where are the, where's up with people? Why are, why isn't up with people on here anymore? Well, up with people I haven't been a going concern for 20 years. All right. Well, I'm going back in my room, in my den. <laughs> 
Um, the uh, uh, other notable facts about this one, um, th- they didn't know how to film these yet. So there's a lot. Of, you see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you see yeah. the shadow of the helicopter a lot. Uh, uh, there's a uh, we get the first ever introduction of the new Mouseketeers, the 70s ones who mm. did that Disney World special, which was OK. That's yeah. on Disney Plus. Um, and just general about the 77 Super Bowl, uh, two of the Raiders played high on weed that they brought from that they bought from Anthony Kiedis's father, <laughs> whose name, of course, is Blackie Dammit. Yeah, I did know that, actually. You knew his name was Blackie Dammit? Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> and what, what Kiedis's stage name was another, he was a different Dammit. Right. I yeah. Because th- he was a kid actor. Oh, this uh, comes, um, uh, knowledge comes new to me just a few days after... Uh, Michael Bublé apparently played the NHL All-Star game on mushrooms. What? Wait, what? Michael Bublé, really? Yeah, I I think he he thought he was being given a micro dose. <laughs> yeah, it's very small dose. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, I missed, I missed and he this apparently story. was given a very oh, wow. large dose. That seems hard to do to play on mushrooms. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how his play was, well, you know. Maybe he he play, was great. He pl- wait, so he played like this wasn't him doing a concert in a sh- this was he he played hockey. He played hockey. Whoa. Yeah. Jeez. Huh. Okay. Well, that's neat. One of the <laughs> one of the uh, hockey seems even more dangerous to do. Uh, um um one of the there's a book on the shelf my mom got me which is Anthony Kiedis's um, autobiography <laughs> a few years ago. Your daughter's bedtime story. And <laughs> I, no, that's where I'm at. Maybe I said this already. That's the book she walks over and picks up off the shelf all the time. Wow. <laughs> we have so many photos of her taking Anthony Kiedis's <laughs> book off. But is there nudity on the cover? Well, he's he's got his ripped body on the cover. Okay. So I don't when you don't want to teach her to be uncomfortable with situation on the cover. Okay. And she doesn't like watching Bluey or Peppa Pig. She likes watching like Daisy Jones and the Electric Six and like <laughs> yes, uh, she likes, Dennis she likes, Leary's Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Yes, yeah, she and likes uh, fake bands on TV. That's she likes she Sunset likes. Strip stuff, right? <laughs> she loves Sunset Strip stuff. Yes, so she yeah she's already into Sunset rock and roll. Strip stuff. <laughs> you, heard, yeah. you heard the rock and yeah. over here. We're Rockos, you know. We're rock we're, we're born. We're Rockos. We're Rockos. Grandpa, Del- go back in your day. Uh, Wait a minute. Is Rockos a phrase in the world? You know, we're rock like and rock roll go. Where folks go I think you said for rock. Oh, we're rock. Oh, I thought you were saying that we collectively oh, like are Rockos. No, I like that term. And then uh, rock no. and roll fans are Rockos. Well, like yeah, it. of course. Rock and roll fans are Rockos <laughs> or rollers. I think we should. I think you've coined a new term that I'm going to use on this show. That I'm a Rocco. You know you me. Rocko. I'm a Rocco. I like real rock Rocko. and roll. I'm a real Rocco. What can I tell <laughs> you? <laughs> wow. But they weren't, you know, in 77, they aren't appealing to the Roccos yet, other than, yeah. these, other than these two Raiders, who, by the way, the Raiders won. So thank you, mm. Secret Weapon Blackie Dammit. That's right. Um, uh, you know, so we're we're stepping hopefully further into uh, uh, where pop culture is actually at as Disney produces uh, the halftime show at Super Bowl eighteen in nineteen eighty four. Although not really, because uh, uh, national anthem is Barry Manilow, <laughs> and Manilow I would say is kind of the tone of. Uh, the rest of what happens here. This one, by the way, in Tampa, uh, Raiders versus recently renamed Washington team that I will not say on mic. Uh, 84 yeah. is the year of the uh, the famous 1984 commercial, the uh, big Apple, yeah. Ridley oh, yeah. Scott. 
ad, uh, which is very cutting edge, very like, you know, now there is like a pop culture defining moment at the Super Bowl, a little more so than what Disney produced that year, which was called a sparkling salute to superstars of the silver screen. <laughs> that will be another one man show Jason does in a diaper. <laughs> Uh, but a sparkly diaper. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta diaper. hike the pink skin. <laughs> Is that Jimmy Stewart? Yes, Jimmy Stewart. Right, right. <laughs> Jason right. Sheridan plays 200 stars of Hollywood Dior. <laughs> oh my God, I'll write that for you. You'll do it. <laughs> Every right. time he spins around, he becomes a new guy. Cary Grant, go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's... Hello. <laughs> yeah, great. Done. I was trying to do Cary... I was thinking in my head for a couple minutes, like, what uh, does Cary Grant sound like? Mae Is West, it, go. I come up and see me sometime, big uh, boy. Yes. Wow. 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 All right. Excellent. That was uh, that was pretty good on the fly. Barry Manilow, I believe, also on Campo Rama often. No, sure. That that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah. are adding... There's adding evidence to my theory. Sure, sure. Yeah. Also a big microdoser, famously. Yeah, of course. course. Um, so, you know, this one, I also, I don't have clips of this one, but you know, there's, but people have big letters that spell out hooray for Hollywood <laughs> and they sing hooray for Hollywood and they, you know, uh, they sing about the, that screwy, ballyhooey Hollywood. This song is less and less relatable to me as the years go by and as Hollywood is <laughs> more and more terrible to watch the products of and work in as I get really kind of tired of both the screwy and ballyhooey nature <laughs> of the business it's hard to imagine the optimism in a song like that yeah um, but I do think okay just as I list what happens in this one there's like you know the thing where like two guys share a big sparkly piano oh, yeah and uh, there's like big southern bell dresses like <laughs> gone with the wind style and they sing you ought to be in pictures and stepping out with my babe and then there's like the the field is covered in people with with white tuxes, and I was watching this and thinking, like, Jason, are you the la- are you going to end up the last person alive who likes this kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be the last human on earth. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think I li- I like it in proper context. It's weird to see it at the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> sure, and and you are talking about right now the 1984 show. That's right. Yeah, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but 1987 is also a tribute to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Why, in fact, yes, you might. If eagle-eyed viewers might notice, that there is not a world of difference between a sparkling salute to superstars of the silver screen and. Three years later, Hollywood, the land of make-believe. <laughs> the Hollywood, the land of make-believe, they at least kind of tenuously uh, are there are like, it's 100 years of Hollywood. And There's I'm like, some... oh yeah, those 1887 bangers. So it's like, <laughs> person walks from right side of screen to left side of screen. <laughs> Child observes sunflower. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Yeah, you're right. And look, I'm more than happy to, to generally rush through this. The only thing I want to show is not not a clip, but just a shot, because things do kind of heat up, I would say, when uh, Minnie Mouse joins the festivities and she comes out. She's she's on a big throne that's carried by a bunch of the the Jungle Book monkeys (laughs) and she's in like Carmen Miranda garb. And we all collectively will be the final people on Earth who know what the reference Carmen Miranda is. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a Carmen Miranda film, nor will I, but I do know that when there's a bunch of fruit on your head, that's what it is. Um, but anyway, th- this shot really, this still, I think, kind of tells you all you need to know, which is that 
Minnie is brought up on this pedestal, and then she's surrounded by a bunch of like strong guys. Yeah, hunks. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Cut these guys are beefcakes. These guys are even like bigger than your average bodybuilder. I feel like the time maybe like they're like not aren't maybe the Arnold. They're closer to that, but they're closer to the Arnold side of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they are. I'm just I'm just trying to say how hunky they are and how muscly they are. I'm just trying to paint a picture for the listener. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got suspenders you, on. Are you upset to see them in the frame with? Oh, with Minnie? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it makes me feel less of a man. Yeah, if that's what you're saying. And if you were, if this was your POV and you were trying to get to her for for a quick hug, if she accedes uh, to that, if you to, if yeah, you make eye contact and she acknowledges that she wants it, uh, I'd get beat up by these hunky firefighter guys. Yeah. yeah I I wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah, excuse me. Miss Mouse ain't seeing other guys today. <laughs> hey, did you tell her I'm here. Tell her Michael is here. <laughs> I'm trying to get through here. She met me in Florida. Mr. She hugged Fireman, me in Florida. Mr. Fireman, get out of my way. I have half a mind to... Uh, Suck you right in the in the nose. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I just get knocked out. Whip those something. suspenders. Uh, pull one back and... <laughs> Fire it right at your nip. Hey, don't dance at me. Get away from me. Stop thrusting. Some some very strange um, cameos in this one. Uh, Oh, wait. What are you talking about? 87? Yeah, Yeah, 87. Let's let's officially move to to 87. Maybe Uh, um, one of the strangest opening bits I've ever seen. Yes. As as we said, these are kind of the same, but technically we do move uh, to Super Bowl 21, this is 1987, we're back at the Rose Bowl. Uh, Neil Diamond does the national anthem. That's a treat. That's I can't imagine a better national anthem singer than Neil Diamond. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Broncos v. Giants, and this one is the debut of the I'm Going to Disney World commercials. Oh, yeah, To yeah. be covered separately as its own episode, I yeah, would yeah. imagine. That yes. be, it being a thing that Eisner slash his wife uh, thought of. Right. Anyway, uh, yes, Hollywood, the land of make-believe. Big get, big gets in this one. You know, there is again. We're not in the age of star power yet. In the halftime show, we're still with up and up with people. I don't, no real stars to speak of in '84, but '87, whole other ball game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it opens uh, with a shot of the Hollywood sign, and I believe also the Mickey Mouse balloon known as Air Force One. Yes, separate episode that we all already have covered. Yeah, That's we on have the covered Air Force One. We don't worry. We've talked about the big Mickey balloon. Right. And then the camera zooms out or tilts down a little, and you see the seven dwarfs, and then you see Snow White being escorted by someone, and I could not make out who it was. It looked like someone who was melting, and then it snapped in my in my head, it clicked. And I was like, oh, it's George Burns. Yes, and that is a perfect uh, segue. You've painted the scene perfectly for this clip to be played. Ladies and gentlemen, Snow White. Pretty girl. A little too old for me. Well, Hollywood is now 100 years old. It's only nine years older than I am. Maybe when I'm 100, they'll put my name up there. If they don't, I'm moving to Burbank. Okay, now on with the show. Don't know how I feel about that Burbank slander, but uh, yeah. besides that, okay. If, all right, if you had to go blue, George. Yeah, George. Uh, really very strange setting. joke about Snow White being too old for him, followed oh, by a she... joke about him being younger than Hollywood. Oh, yeah. 
Well, Slightly. She was from 19, what, what in the movie release? Yeah, I guess they mean, <laughs> That's probably they mean the that. I they guess, don't mean yeah. what she is in the movie, which is what, I don't actually know, but 15. Yeah, but <laughs> like, yeah. my guess is 15. They yes. were all 15, Yeah, right? all every, princess every princess was yeah, 15. Probably. Until Disney started making up the stories themselves, they were all. Yeah, I think that's probably 15. right. Um. So, yeah, a little weird George Burns cameo. At this point, st- I believe George Burns is the biggest star ever on the halftime show up oh, to this wow, point. Oh, wow, maybe Defeating that's right. Carol Channing. Wait, there's one more. Who was on it in the early days? Oh, yeah, I saw Oh, it. it's, let, let me... me build up your... Oh, Andy Williams. Andy Williams. Mm. <laughs> George Burns is a bigger star. Um, yeah, yeah. Jazz legend Pete Fountain. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. So I do think George... So with that cameo, George Burns, biggest star in the history of the show, but... Oh, well, if is... it's Gerald in 72... Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. That's a real. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's real. Oh, I didn't realize. All right. Yeah. So there would be actual popular musicians mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, but George Burns didn't show up in person. So you can't technically say George Burns' biggest star ever on the field. For that, you have to wait one more minute for the show to begin in earnest, where uh, a, a bevy of marching band players are playing. <laughs> And marching, and they are led by another one where you got to squint at first. Who am I looking at here? <laughs> oh, but that spirit, that invigorating <laughs> spirit, and his uh, the steps of his tiny legs. Why that can only be the great Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney, he is kind of going for it. Like he is really jumping around, <laughs> flailing, flailing, arms akimbo, and. If I did the math correctly, he would have been 67 years old or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. He was born in, I looked it up, yeah, 1920. And now we're at 87. So, yeah, yeah, 67. Even though you might watch him and guess he is 103. (laughs) (laughs) George Burns is uh, in 87. He died in 96. So he is in his early 90s. Wow. wow. Yeah. Did he well, make it to 100? He was did make it to 100. He okay. passed at an even 100. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Good yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the Mickey Rooney. <laughs> hey, this is fantastic. And I don't have a clip because he doesn't do it. Nothing would work for audio. Right, right. But yeah, So you just got to imagine the most uh, most excited elven man. He is. He's just, I mean, the more stories you hear about him, the legend of him and how insane he was grows and grows. Uh, and then was it what, what podcast was it on this network of somebody who was playing clips from Mickey Rooney's like not made reality show? Oh, double threat. Shown, oh, it was double threat. Double okay. threat. I this. I didn't hear this. Yeah, there are crazy clips of Mickey Rooney having like fits with his wife, <laughs> and I guess they shot a pilot or something, or you can find yes. it on YouTube. Whoa. But it looks insane. Wow. Like I'm there's of course when you see this you go. No one should put this on TV. It should not be on TV. Is this kind of the grab of like the post Osborns? Like this, I is, guess, this is what yeah. we're all doing now. I yes. gotta do it. Yeah. Um. And then that with all the stories for like Dana Carvey and uh, uh, Nathan Lane, right? We're on a sitcom with him. Yes. Strangely uh, um, produced out of the Thirty Rock building, despite right, that yes. typically being talk shows. And For like, some reason, they're doing this Mickey Rooney sitcom there. <laughs> one of the boys. <laughs> We're doing one of the boys. Mickey Rooney's like carrying a gun all the time or something. Just like, <laughs> it just seems like out of his mind. <laughs> And, Gotta uh, watch out for pickpockets within your own crew. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, the Mickey Rooney, like any, t- I, I've never heard or a se- I've never seen a bad clip of Mickey Rooney. I've never heard a non-entertaining story of Mickey Rooney. Yeah, <laughs> let me put yeah. it that way. 
And he was on Eagleheart, our pals. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Weinberg uh, worked with that. I, I don't think I've heard any. Oh, my t- But that's one, one of his final credits, I believe. Right, because he died in 2014. Wow, jeez. They got him right towards the end. I, I don't, we'll have to ask if it's if we can share it publicly. We will. If not, we'll just <laughs> laugh on our own time. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you got some real, and you know what you get in this moment is Mickey Rooney and Mickey Mouse arm in arm. It's delightful. Hollywood's too great. Yeah. Mickey's. That's, it's, yeah, that's, this is, this is maybe my favorite moment in any halftime show other than the Prince guitar solo <laughs> during Purple Rain. Tied. Yeah. Prince solo and <laughs> Mickey two, Rooney arm Two arm. Mickey and two mix. Yeah. Same thing. Same, same <laughs> level of excitement for me. <laughs> You were, you were all you, the Prince one started, and you're like, "All right, let's let's see what you got. Can you top it?" <laughs> was I Mickey don't know. Uh, was, could have Mickey Rooney have been there for that? Is he alive? And when does Prince have time? 2007. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then of course, easily mm-hmm. you could have had Mickey Rooney hand in hand with Prince <laughs> during that halftime show. So Lady, when they do like the big sheet and his like guitar <laughs> looks like his dick, looks like his dick, and then the sheet comes down, and Mickey Rooney is just there <laughs> doing, a jig, doing yeah. a little jig. <laughs> Prince disappears and Mickey Rooney is in his place in a little purple suit. Give it up for my inspiration. <laughs> the never never could have been me without If him. you're blue and you don't know where to go to. That's going to be in the show. That's, That's what I'm putting on the Ritz? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Putting on the Ritz is in this one, right? I think so. I, or, or it was in the last one. It's okay, in the last one. all of them. It's been in all of them. Every halftime show. Actually, if you look at it, every halftime show until uh, 2005. Mm-hmm. The 80s. The Janet Jackson. That's what You don't remember. That's what Timberlake came out to do. Oh, that's right. Quit yeah. putting on the Ritz. And Mickey Rooney was there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what he, is this filth? Cover her up. <laughs> yeah, he threw a towel over. Well, right after I reached my little hands you forget up. forget <laughs> that, that Mickey Rooney was there to throw a towel on Janet. That was my supposed to be my areola jewelry. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he threw a fucking What did fit. I get these for if not to be a, not yeah. to show them off Screams. on TV? Yeah, they had to remove them from the building. He was so upset. <laughs> um, there is a medley of, like, Western songs you know they oh, do yeah. like magnificent magnificent se- uh magnificent seven theme. ghost riders in the sky yeah, ghost, ghost riders, riders in the sky, the sky. Mm-hmm. there's kind of an odd goofy singing kind of odd <laughs> I, I don't know how I they even it's fully odd. like it sounds doesn't it sounds like something's wrong with goofy it's a pretty off goofy we've yeah. talked a lot yeah. about wrong mickey of, right uh, okay you asked for it but dude, this is definitely a wrong Goofy, here not to you know. D- d- let's not clear out um, the Western segment if we're not done with it. But but while we're talking about weird Goofy, uh, I, I think you get some weird Goofy in this. During which, oh that's right. Okay, so as Jason said, Western stuff. So uh, there's a bunch of horses around, which I recognize from park specials, like the type of horse that yeah, they would yeah. have, uh, kind of weird upright with tiny. T-Rex arms. Yeah. Um, but then they move on from Western stuff to like Indiana Jones and then like flash dance, <laughs> but the horses are still there. So it's a bunch of yeah. like dudes in yellow, like glittery sleeveless shirts and then a bunch of horses <laughs> and they are all dancing to this. That sounds like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. 
Yeah. Turn it up loose or turn something. Turn it up loose. Yeah. Hey. Turn it up loose. I said turn it up loose. Turn it. Uh, uh, yeah, weird goofy. Weird goofy. There's all, like, this also speed runs the history of Hollywood where it's like a lot of hooray for Hollywood westerns and then immediately, like, uh, uh, Indiana Jones and Flashdance. And that's our current thing. That's a lot. That's kind of what a lot of stuff was like. Until like, the, yeah. as if they didn't feel. <laughs> probably what it is is they were mad at like that whole '60s like uh, rebellious graduate oh, easy yeah, rider yeah. kind of stuff. And like, yeah, but what about? Come on, what about They're the good, spectacle, yeah. the razzle dazzle? Well, it's sort of until... my memory in the early 2000s when they would do montages. They would begrudgingly squeeze in. Uh, a shot from Lord of the Rings and the shot of Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones from the end of Chicago doing the big musical number. Oh, yeah. And that was like, and this is modern Hollywood. And now let's wrap it up, you know? <laughs> and that's in the, yeah, that, yeah, and that when they're doing that, Chicago was 13 years prior. Uh-huh. We're still celebrating oh, Chicago. Yeah, but that, and that's as current, like 2002, 2003, that's as current. Mm-hmm. As like history of Hollywood gets, yeah. like you can see when little snippets, and then later on, it's like there's one shot from Avatar, ten years removed well, from that's Avatar. What, that's what Babylon. That's what we we really got. Babylon ends the same. If you've never seen it, Babylon <laughs> ends the same yet. way as the Great Movie Ride. <laughs> you just suddenly oh, get it? this montage of great movie moments, and I've only seen that part. I don't know what the rest mm. of Babylon is. I jumped right to the end because oh, people made me aware Babylon. that Avatar is in Babylon. Wow. <laughs> really strange. And then something else. Is it like Tron? I think it's I think it's original Tron, maybe. Oh, it Tron, has like a, a highlight reel? Yeah, Tron it's like a guy. a lot of those montages. Tron in Star Wars for like special effects. Yeah, yeah. And look what we can do now. Um, I think it's like somebody who like is watching a movie in whatever year Babylon is set. And it's like he can't even imagine what's coming for him. <laughs> Tron, Avatar. Uh-huh. Uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. It's weird. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. But anyway, if you like the great movie ride and you miss it, see Babylon. Yeah. I I have heard that there is Tobey Maguire plays an absolute maniac in Babylon, and it's like, well, that's worth it to see. Sure. Yeah. Big mm. disappointment though is that they didn't like the great movie ride. Include Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> A thing that for years riding that ride, I'm like, well, and that's one of the most important movies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going off of that, if you're if you're trusting that you are in a history of film seminar when you're on that ride, then like, okay, well, one of the primaries must be. Do you think anyone has pitched a great movie ride movie in the last few years? Oh, kind of as multiverses. Uh, uh, yeah, well, just because yeah, Disney has so many different. Uh, like, I'm sure. I I think probably there's fifty projects all based on rides that they're. Having they're paying people to do something with, but they'll never make. Mm-hmm. But especially post haunted mansion, it ruined it for everyone. Yes, but you think I wonder if there's any great movie ride <laughs> movies in the pipeline. If the Favreau Magic Kingdom movie got made and was a huge hit, oh well, well that's and they're a just story. like then there would have been every we got to do movie. every park. Yeah, we got to do yeah. every ride, every park. Yeah, you know? the, is it so? What is it? 
It's people watching movies and then a gangster comes in. <laughs> no, I, I think it would. Yeah, if you're basing it on the ride. Or it's, you know what? It's the story of like what some of those um, Billy Crystal openings were where he like falls into the projector. You just, and now yeah, you're, in, you're in a yep. madcap chase through yeah. all of Hollywood history. And you know some up and comer is going to be like in a tuxedo and go, you ain't seen nothing yet, you know. That truly, prob- everybody, everybody's gunning for the Jolson part. Yeah, that is <laughs> the, the hottest Jolson. part in town. Not <laughs> half the Jolson, uh, uh, one half, not the necessarily the makeup of the Jolson yeah. part, but the that the iconic line. Mm, Sebastian Stan is really gunning to be <laughs> Jolson in Great Movie Ride uh-huh. the Movie. <laughs> <laughs> this, I feel like you could get a bunch of executives excited and be like, and then you like you're in the Wizard of Oz, but then you're an alien, and they'd be like, okay. I like what this sound. I like the sound of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, maybe we'll maybe we'll pitch it. But then, what's the worst thing that could happen to you? I don't know. Say some ne'er do well coming along who likes to suck on jewels. Oh, well, that's <laughs> yeah. obviously the the antagonist of the film. Magic also, of the following you through the movies. Yeah, is this character. in movie in movie form? You might have to go like it's the western hijacker and the gangster hijacker yeah you might need to pick up a couple pick up a couple of them in the different movies that Mm -hmm. also goes with them and then the and then the finale of it is just the full ending of wizard of oz except our new characters are in it yes well the real ending is you just watch clips from old movies yeah yeah but the ending before that like the the, the, the climax of the right the plot tension is just wizard of oz it's just Wizard of Oz, right? And now you've got Margaret Hamilton in there. No, now no. we got Margaret. Ha- yes, we're it's we're staying to our deep our fake Margaret Hamilton because the whole movie is going to be very deep fake heavy because you're going to need the old stars there, but of yeah. course most of them are dead, mm-hmm. so you'll have to deep fake it and they'll look a little creepy. Mm-hmm. But that's part of it. Yeah, that's part no. of the uh, the atmosphere of this movie. That's what we love. Filmgoers in the 2020s love mm-hmm. to see animated corpses. And I will be happy to put the dots on my face and motion capture margaret hamilton's character <laughs> so they can use my performance Whoa. as a template for the wicked witch i'm the, not saying i'm going to be perfect but i will study hard oh jeez be careful remember best. you got to melt i know i have to melt and that's i will tough. melt i understand <laughs> that's gonna I'm, be tough for them to track i'm too. willing to take an acting class to learn to melt the way margaret did <laughs> um because i want to get this right uh, uh, this is so a good pitch, maybe. Actually. It's probably a good Great pitch. Movie, the movie. Yeah. yeah, and it's of course a good pitch because Disney will be like, "Oh, we own this already," even yeah. though it's just fake. It's whatever. Well, we own the idea. What's the problem with most movies? They aren't all movies. That's right. Well, not <laughs> our movie. <laughs> we take you now to. We could just send this clip to Disney right, right now, and maybe they'd be like, "We'll take a meeting," especially um, because we, we want to hear this guy's take on Margaret Hamilton's performance. <laughs> we want to see it. He'll act it out for you in the room. And the guy in the diaper. Yeah, <laughs> he's really. I like that now, guy in the diaper. The diaper guy will be part of it. <laughs> okay, because we're we're not interested if not. Yeah. Um. There's so many Shirley Temples on the field oh, in this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh. There and then they're all wearing cowboy hats, and then at one point you could see a crew guy rush by to give one of them the cowboy hat again mm-hmm. you stuff it back on the on the curly wig um there's a bunch of whips uh dancing cheek to cheek <laughs> happens <laughs> then it all culminates Heaven. in when you wish upon a star which i think maybe the other one also did yeah. Def- i think both of these have when you wish upon a star and hooray for hollywood 
and mm-hmm. literally the two shows, the 80, Disney's 87 and 84 Yeah, shows, they both end with When You Wish Upon a Star. Wow. Yeah. Wow. you imagine just if, they, if today they just did the... <laughs> The 2021 halftime show again? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible, well, I guess. Another weird thing that kind of I noticed. So you got George Burns, you got Mickey Rooney. But there were no, like, actresses from the golden age of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But then you do get the woman from Flashdance. Do you? Do you? I don't think you get the re- You mean the it, singer? The dancer. Oh, I don't know, actually. There, oh, there's a flash dance sequence. I feel. You like. think it's the real? I don't. I wouldn't. She pretend she gets to know. a credit. Oh, she get her name comes up on screen. Oh, well, then maybe. Okay, I didn't catch that. The okay. real flash dancer. So, are you? You're saying, well, that's good, or are you saying I want one of the classic stars from? Well, I would. It was just kind of like, again, jumped decades forward right. to like. Wait, eighty seven flash dance would have come out if you could around then. If, if you could plus this one up, who would you like to have seen? Well, I, is Mae West still alive in eighty seven? Oh, good question. I think uh, long ago, or not, but I'm not sure. Or if Shirley Temple Black came out leading that army of Shirley Temple. Okay, Mae West died in nineteen eighty. So <laughs> oh, not that long ago. Okay, so um, oh, Shirley Temple. You would, okay, Shirley Temple perhaps. Um, Leading an, the real Shirley Temple, an army leading of an army of temples. That's going into great movie ride, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it throws you off guard because at first you're like, huh? But they're so adorable. And then yeah, right. They, yeah, and then they start, then they take those lollipops they got and quickly sharpen them well, and stab them into your eyes. They actually have Xenomorph. That's part of the great movie ride, the ride or the movie. Oh, that's me. cool backstory. So the xenomorph that you see in the ride, you don't realize is Shirley Temple. Exactly. Yes. Wow. There was at some a point shifting. Shirley Temple took a xenomorph as a husband, <laughs> and they had to have alien babies. And they, now they an met army at the opening of, them, yeah. of uh, the, that's real. They met at the opening of Disney MGM Studios. Yep, that's right. They were happily married. That's in the movie. Death. Yeah, we we show the wedding in the movie. Um, the the very ending of this thing, uh, all right. Here's and here's how do you go out other than? Fake Mickey. Fake Mickey. Eighty four exact same thing. It's yeah. also fake Mickey. Yeah, yeah. They just they just cop Disney is getting lazy at this point. If there's a general sense that we are not excited about the Super Bowl halftime show, maybe it's because Disney shut up and cranked out the same thing twice. Yeah, yeah. Sure they brought Mickey Rooney one time, but Mickey can't make up for the creative uh deficiencies. Yeah, I know, I agree. Uh uh it's very lazy. Um I guess yeah, we're not we're not into the golden age of 90s Disney yet, late 80s Disney. So I'll, I'll blame it on some of that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, I think they let the entire 1980s pass without ever having a performer who was popular in the 1980s. There's no mm. Madonna. There wasn't Michael Jackson yeah. yet. There is not Springsteen for many years. There's, certainly there Shubby, is no Prince. Chubby Checker, 88. <laughs> I mean, he probably did. He must. He probably did like Return of the Twist in '86. Oh something. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and of course, '89, Elvis Presto. 
Elvis Presto the Elvis is, magician. Elvis Presto, the Elvis magician, is the biggest <laughs> thing to file away for Super Bowl yeah, halftime. Yeah, we, we can't do it now, but I want to do oh, a boy. full oh, Elvis no. Presto. It's why I'm glad we got this guidance from the listeners. Just tackle the Disney ones yeah, and then so that we can let uh, Elvis Presto breathe. Be, okay, I just want to say the name of it, though. 1950s rock and roll, Bebop Bamboozled in 3D. <laughs> That's the name of the show. <laughs> 1989. Bebop bamboozled. And this is because this is the one where you went to get 3D glasses. Yes, you you could watch it in 3D halftime show. What could that have meant on your like fuzzy television, your fuzzy four by three TV in 1989? But all I know is that it's one of the first songs is "Rock This Town" by the Stray Cats. (laughs) So we will do it. Oh well, I was wrong. One song. From the 80s. That's was true. Pro- I, well, I guess, all right. The songs are played. Footloose is played. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. I didn't realize. I walked into Stray Cats. That's content. right. Bebop. Um, you were Bebop Bamboozled. I, I just got Bebop Bamboozled <laughs> in 3D. That's another show Jason's going to do in a second. <laughs> Bebop Bamboozled. <laughs> um, and then 3D in that one means three diapers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the performer uh, credited on screen during the flash, it's Marine Jahan who was Jennifer Beals' body double for the oh, dancing okay. so, sequences. Okay. That, that's something. So that's There's something. some legitimacy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'd rather have seen Tallulah Bankhead do a performance like that in that show. There we take. go. Now we're talking. She died in like the 60s, so she was not around for that. She's also on Campo Rama Instagram. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think even I know exactly what Tallulah Bankhead is. She was uh, on uh, I Love Lucy a few times, mm-hmm. I th- at least once. Don't somebody don't get mad at me. Um, she was a villain. She was the Black Widow on the '60s Batman. Okay, I thought she was a Batman um, person, and she just was one of those. Uh, I smoke and I drink, and I'm all over the like. She had the deep voice, and she was funny. Mm-hmm. You've seen her. Probably. You see Ms. Bankhead. You see her, you love her. You see I'll get to know her really well whenever we get to the Tallulah Bankhead deep dive. <laughs> I'm sure it's not too far away. She's right around the corner. Um, My birthday's coming up. <laughs> in honor. She would have been 160 years old. <laughs> um, okay, so we take you now to, I'd say, the, you know, in ter- at least in terms of the amount of clips I pulled, the main attraction of this episode yeah, uh, and I think one of the one of the things fueling the desire for us to c- tackle Disney's halftime shows, uh, that being what they perpetrated <laughs> at Super Bowl twenty five uh, in nineteen ninety one. Bizarre, um, yeah. This one, oh yeah, perverse, very strange, extremely. They're back in Tampa uh, near Disney World. Giants versus Bills. This one, 1991, is the famous Whitney Houston Star Spangled Banner. Probably still one of the biggest moments of music in Super Bowl history. Um, And the important context that that provides, you know, there was the, they had the onus basically to do this extremely heartfelt, elevated, like the, the greatest ever Star Spangled Banner because we were in the thick of the Gulf War at this time. Yes. And that colors. Now, while this, now, while Whitney Houston is this, uh, you know, well remembered, one of the greatest moments of her career, uh, that it kind of does encapsulate that time in a, in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, th- what Disney did, <laughs> perhaps less so, but yeah. we will give it its due. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, this will never get portrayed in a movie like the Whitney Houston one was recently. Uh, but we'll we'll uh, give it a full tribute now. Um, so, I mean, in this, all right, I think the 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 first 
person on screen probably explains this, uh, you know, even better than we can. Ladies and gentlemen, boy, do we have a show for you. And it's an all-kids cast. On behalf of the 2,000 children performing tonight, we'd like to dedicate this halftime show to all the servicemen and women who are protecting us in the Persian Gulf. And now, live from Tampa Stadium, it's the first ever all-kids Super Bowl halftime show! All, all kids. kids. All, all kids. kids. Okay, I got a got a bit of a qualm right at the top of this. Yeah, yeah. Protecting us in from in the Persian Gulf. What go, exactly? Go ahead. Go ahead. What were we being protected from? Because ostensibly, it was the people of Kuwait being protected mm. from Saddam Hussein. But I don't think I realized that they tried the protecting our freedom bullshit during the first Gulf War. We're, uh, you know, we're next. Uh, Kuwait's one and America's two. We're I'm skipping this, a jump away. I'm skipping yeah. a jump. Yeah, so. this, yeah we, you know, uh, the, they're going to start sending those scuds. And Jason, what's important is that you just shut up and watch all these kids. <laughs> that's what's important. Okay? I, I hate to be rude, but that's what this little kid is I, saying. I, that is, yeah. And, you know, shut and we'll, mouth get, and we'll get some kids. stock footage of the of the troops and their desert fatigues. There they are. Why, they're the star at some point. Um, but first we kick off with this kid, this kid in the giant, like, wide world of sports uh, headset. Uh, in the ABC, you forget that they used to wear blazers with the ABC oh, logo. Yeah, like yeah. You were like, you know, like, like you, it, 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 you looked like you worked at the ABC Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, now people, now people just go on TV with no blazers. You don't even know who they work for. These are the days. Imagine being this kid. This, you know, he does it. There's a varying degree. I don't want to like knock these children. Uh, and I won't knock this first one, especially because imagine like, okay, you are now introducing the Super Bowl halftime show. I know. All right, get ready. 100 million people are watching you, kid. Yeah. You've got a block of dialogue he's that you have to do polished. in one shot. He is. Yeah, he gets, gets it he's all good. in. He's good. He's yeah. good. Will I get closer to knocking other kids? Perhaps. <laughs> um, so this one, you know, we you, you kind of build to it, but I guess... I have less notes on this and more clips. Basically, this is all, there's a big small world overlay here, which makes it one of the first Disney halftime shows to like nod in a big way to one of their theme park attractions. Right. Um, they also performed It's a Small World in the 77 one. Mm-hmm. So we're repeating ourselves once again. But what they didn't have was a big set that resembles Small World. Um, and so you get your, you know, your Mary Blair, your Raleigh Crump, whatever. I forget everybody who worked on that. that out. But you, you at least get some small world aesthetics a little bit, if kind of like haphazard, temporary, yeah. cheap, half falling apart. Um, but anyway, that's that's w- what you should picture uh, is that there are in most of these shots, small world vibes in general. Right. Um, but they quickly make good on the promise of all kids um, as we follow. Basically, I think as it starts, it's all boy football players and all girl cheerleaders. Okay. Hundreds and hundreds. Um, And we go to this. You bet. 
get a yeah. key yeah. to pet. Yeah. Um, what? This, yeah. So all kids halftime show. All right. Well, I assume that they won't be singing uh, mildly <laughs> sexual lyrics. Maybe the conservatives are right <laughs> about the. <laughs> they Disney were right company. then. They just missed it. They I were guess, away. They were yeah. way late. Isn't this worse than the than the halftime than the yeah. seven tenths of a second of a nipple? Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, cutie to pet. It's These are children, and so than... many of them. A thousand children. children. <laughs> um, also, this song stinks. I kind oh, of yeah, believe, yeah. with apologies to Jason, I kind of <laughs> believe that no good song was written in the first half of the 20th century. <laughs> I think this is, but this, this, this is a piece of shit. Well, well, you can't use this song as No, the... I know, but I'm just saying, like, the, the, they're, still, they're still playing a grandma here. You know what oh. grandma like is that football hero song? Because I looked it up, like, did Disney make this up? And they didn't. That's a, that song's been around for a long time, and it was the subject even of a Popeye cartoon. They did a cartoon. They did oh, a cartoon wow. with this title and, and using the song. I bet that's a better cartoon than this halftime show. I, there's uh, nowhere to go but up. Yeah. So, yes. um, this song is from 1933. <laughs> it is now 1991. <laughs> And it is in the Super Bowl halftime show. How does this map? Is this how far back? Is that sixty years? What's sixty years from now? I mean, I wouldn't put it past them that there's songs from the nineteen sixties in a current halftime show. Although, no, they did level mm. up. We haven't had McCartney and Rolling Stones for for a while. Right. I believe Usher will be primarily playing songs uh, that's re- true. recorded since nineteen ninety five. Yes. He has, yes. I don't know. He might do a little, you know, one of Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians classic <laughs> hits. <laughs> did you know, did, growing up, did you know anybody who was actually in the Pennsylvanians? Scott, I just came across this phrase for the first time right now, and I'm trying to stay present and focus on our, what we're doing here, but well, I'm like, but well, you... uh, I guess I'm spending the rest of the day learning about Fred Waring. <laughs> Oh Oh dear, come in. I discovered a new musical artist you should be hip to. He's the cat's meow. And so are his Pennsylvanians. He died in 84, at 84, in State College, Pennsylvania, where Penn State is. So a, a rare, a roaring intro uh, of, a, of a dead old man's song. <laughs> um, I, this is awful. And then um, who joins this same number but... Once again, Minnie Mouse. You gotta be a bad boy hero to get along with a beautiful girl. You gotta be a touchdown getter, Mary. If you wanna get a chance to get the fact that you are rich or handsome, you'll get anything in. What happens here? First of all, okay, so I believe that who is on stage with her is football great Warren Moon mm-hmm. uh, thus right. immediately betraying the notion of an all kids halftime show yes right yeah. not true and presumably Which it's not a kid in the mini costume really goes out the window at the, towards the end of the performance the all kids premise yes. but like with a cute little wink that you could tell someone was very pleased with themselves oh, there's their kids they're typically yeah, kids. kids but then he like he bends down when she says cutie to pet and like what's happening where are you going and mm. then but then luckily it's just it's just that he like is gets a bunch of children around him. What is this? What's happening? Why did Disney do this? I don't know. 
really, we're putting this out there. We're going to give the DeSantis of the world a lot of red meat. <laughs> we know Ron listens. Uh, well, now that he must be so excited to, like, go back to being a big fish in a small back pond. Back to basics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now he can, like, I found what I think is a penis shape in the tree of life. <laughs> <laughs> he can just poke and prod them. He's just walking around Animal Kingdom with binoculars trying to find phallic shapes and all of the all of the carvings. Do you know that all across Disney's theme parks, there are special rooms in which people are allowed to whip out their genitalia? Yeah, those, those are called bathrooms. Uh-huh. I, yes, I know they are. And isn't that, I say, everybody should hold it until they're off property and or, out of our state. Or there'll be a, a priest or a nun supervising you when you yeah. go into these rooms. These toilets don't even contain holy water. <laughs> anyway, Check out the giant convention of child pageants that is currently going on at a Marriott down the road. Good old-fashioned fun. Has he ever judged a child pageant, do you think, Ron? He's on the, he's on the way, I he think. Should. He should. Yeah. He had a tendency to party with the high schoolers he used to teach oh, when he was right. a teacher. He was one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, one of those, oh, I meant to say, one of those cool guys. <laughs> one of those cool guys. Had a number of them at my high school, too. Did you ever party with a teacher? Uh, no, and they didn't really come back after. We had a, uh, did I say we had pictures? A, we had a student teacher after we graduated come watch wrestling with us. <laughs> it was God. nothing weird. <laughs> did we re- did we like fight with wrestle him in the front yard afterward? Yeah, a little bit. I think you really jumped the gun with that. There was nothing weird. Well, like, I if really, I say this yeah. before whatever it, else I say, in the middle of it, I realized it was a little weird. <laughs> I mean, he was 22 years old. We were 18, and we were like doing our fake, our backyard wrestling. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so bad. Did you make a point of not inviting any 17-year-olds, knowing there no, was there this was possibility? A, mm, no, well, maybe one or two of us were 17 when we graduated. Mm. Yeah, I think there was one or two. Mm-hmm. Wait, know. so were you 17 and you when wrestled 22 year old No, I was 18 when I graduated. Very good. Okay. Yeah, in 2002. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope I sincerely hope this student teacher checked IDs. I was All 17 right. uh, for the first couple of months of college, and I definitely saved a little scratchola buying that child ticket on the bus system. <laughs> what child? You posed as a child on <laughs> no, the bus. No, I didn't pose. No, no, the the <laughs> the uh, child bus ticket under 18. Oh, they called that a child yeah, ticket. Are okay. they uh, like a uh, underage? I mean, so you know what he pictured. I'm like, you're wearing like a little Lord Fauntleroy outfit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> this is my mother is on the back of the bus. I believe. Can I have a child ticket, please? Take me down to the common. They need the new adventure of Daredevil and Batman. <laughs> I am but a nine-year-old boy. Hmm. Well, he is lisping. Some of my <laughs> classmates are drinking beer, and I'm afraid. <laughs> That's more of an Edwin. Well, he'll be in the uh, Hol- salute to Hollywood and he's on Campo Rama Instagram. Well. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. Oh my god. That's something oh Disney would have done this in 1991. Oh, why, why isn't Ed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say let's let's get a deep fake Ed Win on one of these future Super Bowls. <laughs> for so, like doing something, I don't know what it is. Sure. Well, you uh, got to go viral with these ads. If, so, like, oh my God, the Super Bowl actually brought back Ed Win. <laughs> Dua Lipa with Ed Win for some reason. Wow. Done a Dua Lipa recreated the iconic. Uh, what? what uh, I love to laugh. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sexy. I love to laugh. Finally, like a real sexy version of it. <laughs> But you're still she sampling the, the simmering sex potential we right. all knew was there. But you're, yeah. still, you're still sampling Ed's voice. 
Let me make sure I, there's not more of this mini routine. I, I don't remember <laughs> where it goes. Good thing I played that. Yeah, no, they needed <laughs> yeah. to hear that. Like that Love Boat clip earlier. <laughs> the audience I, needed to hear I'm that. I'm not sure exactly what's... Well, okay, well, this one I know I need to hear because we... Uh, all right, that's kind of the girls' routine, but then we get to the boys. The boy players? No, not just boy players. Boy referees. <laughs> Joined by Chip and Dale. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of so, list every team yeah kind of does can't touch us and then just starts listing like I all mean, the teams yeah every to make sure they're all represented oh uh, buffalo oh i also that is chip and dale in referee uniforms all and then they're all doing the running man <laughs> yeah it's really something the only plus up to that is that i don't know if we mentioned chip and dale are in that one with fake goofy and they're wearing like chaps, which is really funny. <laughs> it's like they're naked except for chaps. And I, I'm so sorry, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. And if if they had those outfits doing this, it would be the the ultimate, I think, because they're just yeah wearing ref, referee shirts. Here. What do you think this this stuff did in general to like the perception of Disney? And the, like, I mean, like for our parents, like because like now it's I feel like it's so much more acceptable that like. You've got like a, a regular life, and then you like going to theme parks. Also, yeah. this I well, think is one of these. This is like one of these wedges where like I don't like. Well, I, I think you might watch this and think I am never going to Disney World for as long I, as I live. <laughs> I think this did some damage, and then our podcast helped heal. Yes, that's what we're doing. Nation. Week at a time. Uh, uh, I think that these things were such um, cluster fucks that. <laughs> 99.9% of everyone who watched them doesn't remember them. <laughs> there's no memory of these whatsoever. Yeah. Once in a while, somebody finds them on YouTube, but there's almost no person that's like, oh, you know, it was great. That that ch- all-child halftime show where Chip and Dale <laughs> did the MC Hammer song. Like, nobody remembers that. I don't think any halftime show was ever complimented until Michael Jackson. Yes, right. I don't think there was ever, anyone ever had a kind word to say. Uh, I think that's correct. Other than maybe like uh, I don't know, uh, Andy Williams' wife. Oh, that's <laughs> good ready. job, dear. Yeah, yeah. Maybe what? certain performers got a compliment, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I think you're almost giving these specials too much credit. Yeah. when you say that it made people not want to go to the park. What year is the Michael Jackson one? Late ninety ninety three. So oh. we're we are close to it. I think we okay. are watching one of the causes of it. I oh, think. Okay. I think we must be like at least like it's it, with within the the two that's like okay we need a change. So at this point we head into what I will call the. Hero medley, yeah, and um, <laughs> I I don't know how much to tip uh, who we're who we're going to see midway through. You know, I'll just all right, I'll I'll, I'll just play it. I'll let him introduce himself. Here he comes. Get ready. 
So, okay. uh, basically what happened there visually is the field was swarming with children and then they all clear out of the way as if, uh, Moses has entered. They all part and like bow deferentially. Um, they all <laughs> take a knee ironically. Uh, and then <laughs> there's this big sweeping shot that pushes in to just one child. Now there's only one child on the stage. Um, and the most like... Blonde bang bowl cut children of the that, corn like hair. Boy is wearing a wig, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yes, it's the kind of way. Yeah, this would this it would make sense if you saw like a hundred kids all with the same haircut. <laughs> um, it's our town now. <laughs> uh, just here, wait. Let me let me play his little dialogue again. Uh, or actually, the end of the song. I was watching this with Aaron, and Aaron said, you know what this kid is? This is real-life Butters. Oh, this, yeah. this is an actual, alive human <laughs> Butters. Oh, yeah. Which, because if you, like, you know, Butters sings sometimes, if you leave me now, you take away the big, and then and then it's what, like, this, we are celebrating all our troops. You were, it's it just, does, this, yeah, like, the yeah. sweetest, most sincere, yeah. too sincere for his own good. Mm-hmm. Poor real butters. Wow, real butters. Yeah, yeah. That's cute. Um. Anyway, great job, little butters. It's again. So this thing wild. is just so full of surprises, and the way it zooms in, you're like, "Who is it? A big star? Uh-huh. No, just some kid. Some kid singing "Wind Beneath." <laughs> Fire than an eagle. <laughs> um, it's something. And then, but if you thought that the star power had peaked with real butters. Uh, just wait till you see who they got next. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Good evening from the White House to everyone in the Sunshine State yeah, yeah, yeah. and around the world <laughs> enjoying this wonderful game. I can fly higher than an than eagle. An eagle. <laughs> Not going to do it. And then... <laughs> and it zooms out and Barbara's sitting next to him and in that shot, I don't think she knew it had cut to her, but her eyes just seem like very wide, like she seems... Oh, yeah. Oh, she gives a real... You're right. She gives a real side eye, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything I... Be calm, be nice. You're America's mother. You're America's mother. Be, be calm, be sweet. Be America's mother. <laughs> Hide your true self from the public. <laughs> Wonderful game. What a pleasure it is to say hello to all the young people on the field tonight. Looking at you, it's easy to see why America can count on a bright and hopeful future. Well, that's right. <laughs> well, that's right. I know we're proud of our boys and all the ways they'll make America better. <laughs> oh, God. I, I really yeah. wish he... Uh, yeah, hey, kid performers, hope you uh, better learn the geography of the Middle East because in uh, 10, 10 <laughs> to 15 years, some of you might be visiting. You get to go. You get to go. Uh, uh, what little butters. <laughs> was, uh, was, he, uh, was George H.W., he was a pilot? Am I wrong? Uh... Maybe something like that. I just was hoping he would like actually parachute onto the field or something. <laughs> That's really where I'm getting at with that. Pilot MIA on November 22nd, 1963. All sorts of different okay. positions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah, it's too bad they phoned that in. There was a video. There yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a video. The one, like the shot from the uh, very much like the beginning of Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue, which we covered on Club Three. Right. Um. He, he yeah. Will... You know who did show up though is a child from every state whose parent is abroad in the Middle East. Right oh, really? In there. Oh, yeah. Wow. That, that. A lot of clarifiers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I believe he was. Yes, he was a gunman or a grunman. Grunman. Oh, anyway. Is Grunman a type of plane? I think so. Okay. Yeah. You can't North be Europe a Grunman. Grumman. No, you can't be a plane. This isn't Disney's <laughs> planes. <laughs> what do you think this is? Disney's planes? Yeah, he flew a torpedo bomber. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I, he could have, like, jumped out of a plane and gone to the Super Bowl. That's what I was saying. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, that's why. That's one way that his son outdid him with that cool landing on the Yeah, it's right. With the, the suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A great ceremony. Yeah. Um, I, I just labeled this one Songs of Unity. I don't know exactly <laughs> what it is. Is this where characters? Oh, yeah. Now we got characters yeah. in the picture. We're getting, basically, they were, we're getting Epcot-y. Like, they, they clearly went and got all the Epcot costumes because at some point you see yeah. Winnie the Pooh in Canadian garb. Don't forget <laughs> that, that in Epcot uh-huh. rules, Winnie the Pooh is Canadian. In like a Mountie outfit. Yeah. 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 Which yeah, I yeah. love. That's yeah. what great. Is there not it to always like about? makes yeah. me smile. Yes. Yeah. yes. What is there? I mean, I guess any outfit Pooh has on is good. Yeah. But that, a Mountie one, because he also has the no pants. Yeah. He's just wearing the Mountie jacket. With a hat, I believe. Unless I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, just a jacket and no pants. I think, yeah, he has, yeah. That's great. Which is not how the Mounties do it, like, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Yes. That nudity was received more quietly at the not- halftime show <laughs> than others. Dudley Do-Right has pants on. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Mick- Mickey's out. Mickey's America, of course. Back and forth. Bicentennial Mickey. Take that out of storage. Wearing pants. And, and, Uh, now that is not by the world of Coke, but it's a song that was used, right? Yeah, the lyrics were changed for by the world of Coke, and this special is produced by Coca Cola. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yes, right. Uh, oh, right, yes. Later, yes, somebody is presented by Coca Cola. Right, right. Um, so we get our, now the full small world set is out, and now all the kids. There's no more football kids and cheerleader kids. They're all representing. We got our like you know the like little Swiss girl outfits. Everybody's a small world doll now, mm-hmm. basically. Yes, living dolls. You see, mm-hmm. um, none of this is like actively awful. It's just kind of inane. <laughs> I mean, it's good to see the outside a small world on a football field. Yeah, floats. It's and not. Stuff. It's yeah. not the best representation of it I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But just for the novelty of it. They've constructed It's a Small World on a football field at halftime. Yes. I can't be mad at that. It is funny that two years before this, they opened a Hollywood-themed theme park, and it's like, oh, we already did too many Hollywood halftime shows. (laughs) What do we get? Small World? Yeah, right? There's international (laughs) We ever done that before? I don't think so. I don't know. That always (laughs) works. Should we check a tape? Nah. Um, I well, and it's what you gotta like about this end of the next one, which is like recreations of theme park rides on yes. the Super Bowl field. Um, but before we get to that, um, here's where we're like starting to get the right idea. This is what I'm saying about the gradient from marching band up to right. pop stars is like 
we are they this what is about to happen is by far the most relevant thing that has happened at a Super Bowl halftime show ever. Right. Um and yet it is they have to wait. <laughs> They're pretty sidelined and it's uh, about as embarrassing for them as it as it mm-hmm. could be. And here it is. And now to honor our armed forces children, Coca-Cola proudly presents the new kids on the block. Um, yeah, I armed forces kids. Yeah. I know that you're upset that your father is in Iraq. Yeah. There's no way to explain what's happening there and why he's there, but Coca-Cola has arranged the new kids on the block for you. Yeah. That's like, uh, I guess it's like Bob Hope entertaining the troops in some way. New mm-hmm. kids on the block entertaining the troops. Kids. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Kids, you do need to get to Tampa. <laughs> so, but then, figuring out travel arrangements. But then, like the who they have to prefer, because like, all right, it's 1991. They are very popular. The halftime yeah. show could have just been, ladies and gentlemen, new kids on the block, and then they do 12 minutes. Sure, but they hadn't figured that out yet. So they like, no, you can't just cut to the new kids on the block, and that's it. There's got to be a bunch of razzle dazzle crap. Right, they have to be performing in front of a bunch of child clowns. With big round <laughs> rouge on their cheeks, and then like, you know, at some point they're wh- who's the Disney like hen character? Oh, is oh, it, is is it Clara? Is Clara is, the hen? Is oh, Clarabelle cow? Yeah, and horse horse collar. But I know you're talking the hen with the bonnet. Is it Clara Cluck? Clara Cluck. Okay. Yes. All right. Clara Cluck. Well, at some point, well, they're all busting moves. Clara Cluck, a, a hen in a bonnet, comes out <laughs> and kind of like dances a lot. Ooh, yeah. Go, Jordan. Why? Why do you do this to them? <laughs> um, we can't. We don't have Clara Cluck at the ready, and yet yeah. Clara Cluck performed at the Super Bowl. But like Katy Perry, it's the shark. There has the shark, of course. The iconic. Well, that was oh, good. Left shark. Shark. The sh- yeah. left shark was good. Left shark was, uh, you know, leaned on a little too hard for a while. I don't disagree with that, but uh, sure. uh, but I'm just saying that this could have been a moment where it was like the the new kids version of the left shark. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. also had the big lion. She was right. I always. So that was very cool. I don't remember that. I don't remember much of her halftime show, despite seeing her in concert several years later, where I think she was still. It was an awkward amount of time enough that I liked that Left Shark was part of the show. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> that was and that and gets and that that lights up the screen, ladies and gentlemen. Left Shark. <laughs> if I saw was at her Vegas residency and Left Shark came out, I would lose my mind. Oh, was he oh, at the, yeah, I know we never frothing. saw. I don't know. Point. Well, there's yeah. a big shit log. She's saying there's the, the big, big toilet. No, I was but excited. But suddenly, I wanted to see it, like I Left Shark pops out of the big toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she should have gifted you uh, two that big toilet for the Sphere residency. That's true. And yeah, they should have had some sort of toilet song. That's mad. That stage was so minimal. There's like nothing yeah, that's on it. True. I think you could have used a big toilet. Yeah, Definitely. you could just lowered it. It could have just been the seat. <laughs> the stage could have just been the toilet seat at the sphere. We went from at Brian sphere. Eno, uh, whatever. If they could have projected table. that, like you know, you know. the walls of the sphere were the walls of the bowl, and they flush at some point. You see, oh my God, water coming sphere, down no. the sides. They haven't turned sphere into a toilet yet. <laughs> oh, who's the artist to do that? You think? <laughs> That'd be like if the uh, if there was a sphere residency by the Jerky Boys. Yeah, that might be coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's 
James, Maybe that's where they're heading. There are not <laughs> seemingly that many bands signing up for this thing. Yeah, it's weird. Even though so, every even though every week there's a new article by the New York Post saying so and so is considering doing that's this right. Here. Um, okay, the Jerky Boys are considering <laughs> a residency. We're hovering around Jerky Boys. We're excited, and I didn't do anything wrong. Also, <laughs> um, okay, then we get. Uh, don't worry, the big popular band is not allowed to perform without a bunch of embarrassing stuff for long because a bunch of kids run out on the field. This one's for the children. Go sit on the steps with some kids. And I do love the directing here where as it kind of pans to the left, big character balloons inflate. Yeah. Like Mardi Gras style. See the, the inflatable balloons. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There's this Zoom that we're just going to have to post because, like, all right, like, uh, Alive Butters is is back, and then there's this Zoom in unexplained to just this one child who is so awkward. Like Alfalfa. Yeah, yeah, yes, Alfalfa. absolutely. And I don't he's know. with a very tall Alice from Alice in Wonderland. I don't know that no she's way. very tall, necessarily. Compared to the child. Yes, well, towers yeah. above this That's child. True. Yeah, I don't. He's got so many. He's got like lots of flowers on his. I don't know what he is. I and he he looks really. He looks as scared as any of us would have been to be zo- have a shot of us at the Super Bowl. Yeah, Jason, did you have that outfit as a child? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah our neighbors were uh, distant Habsburg relatives, and they gave us hand-me-down jackets. <laughs> or that's the outfit you wore to fool the bus driver into giving you the child discount. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need, I need this, I need the extra dollar in my pocket for this three-minute bus ride from the hill down the hill to the that's center what of you town. Saved is a dollar. It was a dollar. Two. I forget. <laughs> All I need to do is create a false identity. Um, look, I'm wearing a bow tie. You, only children and very old men wear bow ties. Have you sure. heard? Have you heard of our gang? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm in it, <laughs> but I'm young. If you just yeah, if you just quickly take and made a cow lick, just yeah. like uh, <laughs> squirted some Gatorade into your hair, and then uh, all right, and then uh, I think you get a little. By now, real Mickey is doing. They are not uh, going to weird uh, screeching incorrect Mickey, uh, and a nice message from Mickey Mouse to close it out. Everywhere, uh, so hooray for Hollywood! And then a few years later, thanks to our armed forces everywhere. <laughs> this feels impossible that they would allow today that they would allow Mickey to come anywhere near the a military-industrial complex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep those profits coming, boys. <laughs> the war machine must roll on. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, if they had a clip of. Uh, uh, Joe Biden, Dr. Jill Biden saying like, well, we want to thank, we want to welcome everyone. This is half the stadium would be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> they just, yes, their eyes would turn white. They're just That's like, true. they're foaming at the mouth. 
<laughs> yes, different time, different time. But we were all we were we were united back then, um, or just didn't have the information we needed to not be <laughs> united or we were, something. We were united in apathy toward these halftime shows. I, yeah, mainly that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go take a piss. You know, make some more dip for those ruffles. Um, that's that's that. So that's that's kind of like in in you could say one of the craziest. Maybe the craziest one Disney produced, one of the weirdest ones, and and let me add to the the strangeness of this by saying what I just found out, which is that this did not air. <laughs> what? Golf, at least not as it was occurring, because we were in oh, the full swing right, of the right, Gulf right. War. There was so much concern over Gulf War updates. Instead, at least in the majority of the country, they cut to Peter Jennings providing a Gulf mm-hmm. War update, and this. Uh, was aired maybe after the Super Bowl. Like, wow. Hey, stick around to see the halftime show, which we've been sitting on for an hour and a half. Well, they buried it. They buried this, and maybe <laughs> rightfully so. And even then, it wasn't aired everywhere because a lot of the affiliates had an obligation to play a new sitcom, which I think was called Davis's Rules. Oh yeah, I just saw. Wait, what is who's on Davis's Rules? I don't know. What was the day? I should have. Why don't Richard I have this kind, information? Uh, it's Randy Quaid. Oh, Randy Quaid. Okay, I did. <laughs> and see Jonathan this. Winters. Yes, I I sent Andrew Grissom a picture of Davis rules <laughs> three days ago. That's what it's from. I sent Andrew Grissom so much crap, I can't even remember. Keep keeping straight. Something I sent him days ago. Um, in this show, Jonathan Winters plays Gunny Davis. Gunny Davis is not Anthony Kiedis's father, Blackie Dammit. Blackie Dammit is not Gunny Davis. Gunny D- yeah, on- Blackie Dammit is not Gunny Davis. On, uh, okay, uh, how many days ago? Five days ago, I sent Andrew Grissom a picture and a description on Facebook of Davis Rules. Mm-hmm. The Jonathan oh, no, no, not Davis is rule, Davis Rules. Okay. Davis Rules. And then he said uh, that he's on a Jonathan Winters deep dive lately, so that's a good timing that oh, I sent that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, well, it's a, good, it's a good sign that Andrew should turn around, stop <laughs> going too deep, or you'll end up at Davis and Rules. And I said, did you stumble on Davis Rules? He said, I did not. <laughs> I was mainly watching talk show bits. How many episodes were made of Davis Rules? I, I, 29. <laughs> two seasons. This is a two-season show. Bonnie Patricia Hunt? Clarkson is on it. Bonnie Hunt is on it. Yeah. Sitcom royalty. Everybody probably made a million dollars. A young Giovanni season. Ribisi. Yeah. Parker Selfridge himself was Deborah cut G- his teeth on Davis rules deborah joe uh rupp as well who's deborah joe rupp from, from, um, from that, uh, that 70 show. show oh oh wow yeah um well he's just called vonnie ribisi that's a name Von- i can't make Von- heads or tails Von- of vonnie Von- vonnie yeah. um oh, there's a cranston in here i think too yep what davis rules cranston and davis rules there oh my is. god wow he looks like alan thick there yeah kind of like uh 90s dad hair oh, he could do a great like thick alan thick type character too oh sure well, everyone has another show to pitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back channel thick into yeah. a Cranston show. Um, okay, so that is that, and we are heading uh, towards the finish line. Something that I should have said at the beginning. This is an executive decision I made. Put this blame on me. Uh, if you wanted to hear about the Millennium 
halftime show, oh, yeah. uh, which is the, the what the, what this is the last Disney Super Bowl halftime show, Super Bowl 34 in 2000, called Tapestry of Nations, much like the actual show uh, mm. that disturbed Epcot guests for uh, around <laughs> the millennium times. Uh, we covered this kind of thoroughly in our second gate episode, Walt Disney World Millennium Celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, go look that up. Uh, also, the episode where we met and fell in love with Leonardo Columbus. Um, a lot of fun in that one. Um, so uh, if you were excited to hear a lot more about uh, khaki-clad Phil Collins singing uh, Two Worlds from Tarzan, I think we also talked about it with Kevin Perger in Tarzan Rocks. Um, if, if you're not happy about this, if there's some major component of Tapestry of Nations that you know we didn't talk about on the show, uh, please harass us at our homes and we will make sure <laughs> okay, yeah. that we come to our house. We'll give, we'll give our addresses at the very end and uh, we'll make sure that we um, cover this properly. But that was why I felt like maybe kind of like covered territory yeah. as technically is the last thing that we're, we're talking about. And uh, to segue into that, um, so the, this happens in 1991. Technically doesn't air in the allotted time. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird and embarrassing. They're aging it down with new kids, but uh, humiliating them in the process. The next year, Winter Magic, ice skating oh, yeah. from Brian Boitano and Dorothy Hamill on the tiniest rinks you've ever seen. Uh, Gloria <laughs> Estefan does admittedly elevate that uh, that performance, but um, here, here's what happens. Winter Magic is definitely the last of the of the razzle dazzle crap era and with the reputation of super bowl halftime shows at this point having become uh you know a bunch of nonsense for grandma uh fox which is not airing the super bowl that year strikes back and airs a i I don't know if if they were shooting it live but at least like exactly when the halftime show started uh fox aired an original in living color anti-halftime show Mm. which uh, trounced them in the ratings like as so many people went over to in living color huge success finally showed the nfl uh we can't do uh you know uh, and now a salute to the general idea of children (laughs) um so that is why the next year they just go all right who is the biggest celebrity on the planet michael jackson michael jackson will do this Mm -hmm. um that adds fuel to the fire of that halftime show the michael jackson at least that year of the super bowl remains i believe or did for a long time in the top 10 uh programs ever aired on television ratings wise (laughs) it it was so massive i mean all the super bowls are are huge and were huge but i think that one especially Mm -hmm. sticks around let them know this is what we need to do from now on. That having been said, um, it's not as if they immediately were able to book a big stable of artists because the next year was like kind of a mix of country people. Yeah. Um, and basically they I think the NFL um they wanted Michael Jackson ratings and Michael Jackson style fame, but maybe they didn't like dealing with Michael Jackson. Sure. And they were concerned about some of the stuff and the crotch grabbing and the fact and that when the show started he came out and just didn't just stood still for over a minute. <laughs> um and everyone was like, Is this a a problem is he uh-huh. dying what is it and it was just building tension but if you watch it now it is weird yeah how, lo- how much of his 12 minutes are silence um so anyways what they set out to do they're like what if we can kind of split the difference we get some stars but really if what we go for is mtv style you know it's like uh, uh where you know it's it's like a concert and it's kind of edgy and hip but we don't have to get like the ego of a michael mm-hmm. jackson side and maybe disney would 
still want to help us out with this. And that's what leads us to the immortal 1995 yes. Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye oh, yeah. halftime show. Um, if the small world one teased it, this one is just fully the entire halftime show is the promotion of a new ride. Yes. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Which I have watched this a number of times, but I always forget the one big moment and who the two stars are. Yeah. Because there's just so much spectacle happening. There was, it really confused. I definitely watched this as it aired. I was so thrilled that they were being so excited (laughs) for that ride. Yeah. It's just a big ride promo and that's the halftime show. I don't think I knew who the performers were at the time. And truly it is like, I mean, a lot of it is literally Indiana Jones and Marion are lost. (laughs) There's a bunch of crap happening around them. Um, Now, uh, Definitely, we talked about some bits of this in one of our first episodes, literally one of our first, which was the Indiana Jones adventure. Uh, If we've kind of talked about something before, I like to go back and check uh, what did we say about it to not double up. But boy, was that a long time ago. And one thing I'm not willing to do is listen to the first episodes. I have listen to older ones now, but the first ones I am... (laughs) petrified of you just that's not something tried, I, right that's just like i'm not so like insecure that i can't listen to uh older episodes or my self-talk or something but the first ones no desire yeah i don't want to well that's why we have to redo them i <laughs> guess so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah keep pounding that drum boys i'm just saying you know <laughs> i don't oh, want there's to some drum either. pounding in this what a coincidence <laughs> Well, I there is, I say drum pounding, but I can't tell if they're actually playing the big ceremonial drums. That's a question. I think we do still have some live music here, attempts at live music, because yeah. there are some errors with the music. Yeah, and that's my that's my clue there. <laughs> um, so this is at the end of January, nineteen ninety five. This one is happening in Miami, Joe Robbie Stadium, Chargers versus Forty Nine ers. Um, after everybody calms down from the Kathy Lee Gifford national anthem. Uh, then this uh, this show occurs uh, end of January Temple of Forbidden Eye is opening at Disneyland March 4th 1995 so this is America's introduction to the Forbidden Eye to Mara to not looking wow. into Mara's eye I'm sure everyone clocked all of that oh yeah held it for their next <laughs> vacation um, let's just start at how they started it and uh it kind of after some like Indiana Jones pre-roll, they cut to uh, like a temple guard guy, bald guy, and this happens. Bring to me the trophy. There's a stilt guy. Yeah. Uh, the temple is rising up behind them. It's it's a real it's a great cut to from this guy like bring the raw and he's he's got like skulls on big sticks and then he and then he just looks so bored. Yeah. Immediately, I like it's like he <laughs> forgot that he would still be on. <laughs> and um, you know, in lieu of the you know uh, uh, readers of the Lost Ark idol. The trophy he's discussing is the Super Bowl trophy. It is the literal, it is the the Vince Lombardi trophy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, I, I was refreshing my memory, what's up with Vince Lombardi, and he did wear 
a hat that was kind of like Indiana Jones's hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. so, there you go. Yeah, so it really it's it's actually very clean if you think about it. <laughs> um, one to one, and right yeah, then. that's sort of the story here. Indiana Jones is in the Temple of Mara, which is sprouted up in the middle of Joe Robbie Stadium. Perfect. And he is trying to get back the real <laughs> Super Bowl trophy. Yeah. Uh, it's the pinnacle of, of it, really, yeah. in my mind. And, and as far as what you're saying, what your definition is of like, uh, what did you call it? Razzle-dazzle crap. Razzle-dazzle crap. It's like one last hurrah exactly. of razzle-dazzle crap. It's one last Although, big score. Although the next year might really be, wait a minute, mm. what year are we talking? 95? 95. I forget. Maybe it's Diana Ross after well, that. We'll, we'll get, we'll, it's we'll Diana tease Diana Ross it. after that, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, yes, you're right. Okay, that's true. You're right. I guess- <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind, but it's yeah, yeah. You're right. You no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'll, I'll te- we'll talk about I'll, it. I'll at tease the end. it at the very end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got you immediately cut to a drummer who looks like the snake from the ride. <laughs> I mean, it's great if you want extra stuff of specifically the Indiana Jones adventure. Yes, and stilt guys. Um, and then. Uh, pretty quickly, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Godmother of Soul or whatever, yeah. Miss Patty LaBelle. I don't really know why she's in it yet. Yeah. Plot wise, I I don't know. I'm a little lost. Patty LaBelle's there. She's been trapped in the temple. Yes. Yeah. 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 Big name, big star. Sure. For a long time, kind of makes sense. Yes. Makes sense. That's just... Songs that are definitely not recent. But Not I guess, super recent, yeah, but yeah. closer 70s to like the 70s. Stones, the Stones or Prince or or someone a little older. Well, okay, eighties. There was it. she had a, yeah, a she had new attitude. Is from nineteen eighty four. Is one of the songs she does. Yeah, yeah. So, so just ten years an eleven year old. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, but she's fine. It's good. Uh, the behind the scenes info on this. Uh, the stage was full of like big holes that were exactly the size of her heel. Oh wow! So they had to put. A, the solution was to like put a little fiberglass, like give her like some extra heel. It has to be the heels. Certainly, we can't change the shoes. Well, so sure. they gave her like a little clear ski, basically, wow, so that she wouldn't God. like fall into each peg hole. That's like what, the, what I do for my toys. <laughs> I have to put a little like plastic oh, thing under oh, them. They have a little hole holes. in the foot, uh, in the shoe, or whatever boot. Do you or whatever. use the stand? You use the peg. Uh, it depends. Sometimes okay. the figure is a little bit harder to stand on its own. I tried just to have the figure stand on its own, but if not, those you got to put tough. it in one of yeah. those little circles. Because G.I. Joe's always came with the black rectangle. Yeah. Some and I never liked that. Well, they, 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 NECA sells like a clear circular one okay. that fits a lot of figures that are right. six or seven inch. Send me a link. But then you also, <laughs> but then you also <laughs> have the flying ones too where you can display them, people like characters that fly. Fly, okay. With a little stick and then you, it's like clear as well. Right. So you can yeah. have your... Oh, seeing your people in midair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, your little pose go. Um, well, go they on. should make NECAs of everything in this halftime show. I oh, mean, I know I there's agree. Indiana Jones yeah. figures out there, but I want Patti LaBelle. I want all the side characters. Yeah. Um, but she performs a song. You realize that it's about securing the actual trophy. And then into the stadium, skydives Indiana Jones yes. and Marion. Crazy. And fake Very Karen exciting. Allen. They yeah. sky, are they like on fire or they're like flares oh, on yeah. them? Yeah, they have yeah. flares. Flares, I think. It's yeah. nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. Does Indiana Jones ever skydive in the movies? Well, he jumps out of a plane in uh, Temple of Doom. Okay. And, but they don't sky. He's got. He uses the big inflatable raft and they go from the plane oh, up to that mountain right, right, right. and yes. slide down. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So right. close, I guess. He um, doesn't do like a base jump like Ethan Hunt or something. From- so you have to skydive, and then you have to do basically a theme park stunt show at the Super Pretty wild, Bowl. yeah. yeah. That's well, the Well, it was separate people. So okay. Two people did the skydive, and then they got like swarmed by the extras, and then the waiting like main right, stunt right, right. people popped out. Smarter, smarter. Who smarter. are- yeah. The uh, the uh, Brian Friday is the is Indiana. Brian Friday is Indiana Jones. That's who did this. Uh, he is he and Marion are both from the Florida stunt show. They're from Disney MGM Studios. Nice. And that's and and that's I probably cool. brought their own wardrobe too. Um, it's really strange. And Ethan Hunt's the perfect example. I was trying to think like if that if they break from music this year's usher next year is mission impossible live oh my god and then it's not tom cruise and he's not even in it he doesn't yeah. even do a voice just a guy is ethan hunt doing <laughs> stunts and that's the super bowl yeah it I sounds look, good to it me does I sound think they good do it me. better now that's what you well i also think there's a chance you just get tom to do it i mean oh <laughs> if he's get, if something's getting wonky with the franchise i don't know what happened i, I you know well, they uh, they uh, released the movie. Dead fine. I really like it, but yeah, they. I think it was a bit not the right time to release it. Maybe that. Uh, but it, it kind of it. undo- it's confusing because you'd think it'd be it's Tom Cruise Mania with Maverick, right? Um, at, at the, uh, as alternate ideas that Maverick meets um, Ethan Hunt. Oh, <laughs> they yeah, team sure. up. That well, that's a great movie, right? Movie. Oh yeah, yeah. oh absolutely. Uh, but um, they could build the Dead Reckoning ramp in the parking lot of the Super Bowl. And he yes. does that jump and goes over the top of whatever <laughs> SoFi Stadium, and then I, you know what? Now I would have gone against what I just said and have like he's not with us anymore, but a Robbie Knievel type to do the jump live, and then Tom pops up and does another stunt or something. I don't know. I think it's it's, it's got to be no, Tom. If you set this up, it'll all be Tom. Yeah, probably. That's why this just has to happen. If anyway, if something weird is happening with the franchise and we need to give it some new life, I think halftime show is the way to go. Yeah, make it's, it. and then the order of it is like I, I think I'm. Oh, wait, what Rihanna was? It's Rihanna, Usher, Tom Cruise, <laughs> and those are the halftime shows. Perfect. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think what happened with the franchise is it got blindsided by the one-two punch of a movie about Barbie and then a movie about Robert Oppenheimer. That did not, help, that did not help it. Yeah, I yeah. agree. No, as same with Haunted Mansion. Haunted Man. Mark my words. Well, <laughs> we would have all. It would have been uh, Leto, uh, Hatbox Ghost Mania That's out there right, yeah. in the. It would have been the summer of Hatbox Ghost if it mm-hmm. wasn't for those if that wasn't for that damn Barbie I, I think Mesh Basketball still did well but it is wild to say like actually the underperforming movies this year were um, Indiana Jones and the Haunted Mansion mm. it's like what what was overperforming oh Barbie and Oppenheimer and I was <laughs> yeah. like what <laughs> Um, I haven't watched the entire film from what I've seen I like this halftime show more than Dial of Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, look, it's, it's it short. I'll, you got to give it that at least. I will what, give it that. All right, yeah. now minus points for not having Harrison Ford, but plus points for not having twenty minutes of deep fake de-aged Harrison Ford. <laughs> uh, I like didn't see because I, I like Mangold. I'm usually a Mangold man. James Mangold, yeah. the director. James Mangold. Yeah. yeah. Which, I, what are your Mangold? Nine, I think but I noticed. Uh, did, did nobody see see it in the theater? No, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But night and day, and you've all you're, you're a night and day guy. That's your I'm answer night is night and day. Night and day. It's a big <laughs> kooky action big movie. Smile, the biggest smile you've had on your face all record. Night and day. Night and day. I, I watched night and day a while ago, and I was like, I like night and Coca-Cola day. Coca Cola presents Super night Bowl halftime show, night and day live. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, uh, anyways, so it is. It's uh, not Harrison, and no presence from Harrison. There's lines, yeah. but it is not recorded by Harrison. Nope. Uh, but it is nuts. They skydive in, and then it is pure action. Bunch of like, uh, uh, let's you know, hey, stay by Marion, stay behind me. Marion's in. Marion's not in the ride. This is now we're getting a whole yeah. other thing. No, it's it. mostly like stunt show. Yeah, it's very stunt show yes, to promote yeah. a ride on the other coast. Um, uh, a guy gets lit on fire, and yeah. she has to do it it's very not slowly. Only, yeah, yeah, very carefully. But it's crazy to sit live on the Super Bowl. It's not just like somebody <laughs> back there uh-huh. kind of quietly does it. Like one actress has to light another guy mm-hmm. on fire who tumbles into a pit. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm suddenly I've this one comes up in the list of worst Super Bowl halftime shows. Yeah, but not. Yeah, let's 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 get that word out of here. Yeah. I think. Come on, if this happened today, oh if there God. was a big stunt show, people love it. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. it would be absolutely epic. <laughs> the, do you do you like the snake handlers? Do you catch that shot? Other snake handlers. There's so much two going guys, on. Two guys have big snakes. Real snakes. Sub, real snakes. And they kind of slowly rotate around the Indiana Jones <laughs> <laughs> They sort of walk. And then at the very end, they're standing behind him, perfectly still holding the snakes. Because you're also, you can tell, it's like, we have to be very careful with these snakes in the middle of the football field. There's Yes, there's snakes at the 50-yard line, and then the game will continue in 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's so awesome. So they're moving very slowly, and you can tell they're standing very care. I mean, they they don't seem like aggressive snakes. They're not the no. biggest, but it's still two guys holding like each holding like a th- two to three feet long mm. snakes. They got mellowed out. They were given weed by Anthony Kiedis's father. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is always Bowl outside tradition. of the Super Bowl. Hey, I'm we here got- if you need me. I, we got uh, all right. We filled out the drummers. We filled out the the people who are going to surround the skydivers to do the switch. Get Blackie Damon on the phone. We need <laughs> we need a little. We got to mellow out a little. <laughs> Tensions are high. I mean, they must have been because to pepper in behind the scenes stuff. Uh, this they this was never uh, we we said this that a lot of these things are kind of like never rehearsed barely rehearsed. This was never run through fully on yeah. the field. <laughs> it is a live stunt show where somebody's lit on fire and there are live snakes. That was never truly done. They did it in the parking lot. They ran it in the parking lot once, but it had never happened actually in the center of the field. Yeah, that's um, crazy. So insane. Uh, um. So uh. And also that they never did it with like getting into the stadium, putting all this stuff up, uh, uh breaking it down, tearing it all away and some but somehow i think everybody just had a fucking attitude uh let's let's Mm -hmm. try it and it worked um one note that i found in looking up behind the scenes things about all super bowl halftime shows a the artists don't get paid right and you think well it's just that's an exposure thing sure but b neither does anyone else on the field no this was at least for a long time if not still true today i've so many times i saw an all volunteer cast a bunch of like like a lot of the, the fighters in this are like from they're volunteers from karate academies around Miami. It's wild. Why? It's the Super Bowl. There's so much money flying around. Yeah, yeah. What need could there be for this to be volunteer? There's no need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. Need <laughs> is the wrong word. And that still holds for like professional dancers. I don't, I don't know Like that. Rihanna had a lot of dancers doing very complicated moves last year i don't know she have to pay her own dancers then i think maybe maybe they cover i mean they do cover like 
all of the setup and accommodations right. and all that. So like it's not, they don't give nothing, right. but it's you know uh, much like a funny or die video. They don't pay the star at the center of the video or right. anyone else in the video, right. <laughs> which makes sense, right? So therefore, you wouldn't have to pay if you don't yeah. pay this person with a million dollars. You don't pay this person with zero dollars. Um, so. Uh, this thing keeps going. Indiana Jones and Marion get lost. They're like, and now we're like in the marketplace and like, <laughs> truly, you're like, I, I wonder if everybody doing it was like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know. I don't, we, <laughs> the choreography was no choreography. Um, and then, uh, they end up at like a nightclub and they <laughs> sit at a table and watch Tony Bennett perform. <laughs> yeah. Tony Bennett is here and the nightclub scene is set up and I'm like, I, I've forgotten, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. are they about to do the Temple of Doom nightclub <laughs> sequence? Yeah. Um, here, but no, it's a 69-year-old Tony Bennett. He's 69. He's 69 at the time. He seems very tired, and he's still going today. Hmm? No, he's passed away. He's dead. Yes. Oh, did he? He did. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, mm -hmm. I missed it. But <laughs> it sounds, yeah, I'd like that to be true. But he did do a couple of those duet albums with Lady Gaga. Well, sure. So mm -hmm. he was performing at the end of his life. Before, But before he was dead, he was alive. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to. cover yourself. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when did he pass? It wasn't In the last Recently. year or two? Yeah, okay. some, uh, yeah anyway. Um, uh, here's, here's, uh, uh, to more alive times. Ladies and gentlemen, the club proudly presents the incomparable Mr. Tony Bennett. Um. If you listen close, he insisted on performing live, yeah. and Patti LaBelle did not. That was all pre-recorded. Right. But being, li singing live means that he was, like, not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he can hear the music, and that's, I don't think that's even his fault. There's a bunch of so much fucking shit. He's distracted. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's distracted because immediately behind him, two feet behind him, are a bunch of people dressed as waiters, so you won't notice them tearing and pawing at the <laughs> set because they are the people putting it up. And then look, they're going and going, and then lights turn on. Uh, uh, like, and and I in this Bleacher Report article about it, they do say like the guy producing it was just on the floor. All right, now I'm a waiter, and now I can put this up so that well. Before, like, I, it seemed like one man was like running around and plugging <laughs> everything in himself. That's how like tossed together this was. That's insane. He um, is standing pretty still, like Michael Jackson before him. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> but there's also a lot of movement around him. So. Yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yeah. No, like uh, uh, dancers with big uh, headdresses and all that. You might notice in that clip that they say, "And now the club presents." <laughs> And like, why is it the, cl just the club? The club. They didn't come up with kind of an Indiana Jonesy. And then I found a, a like news piece about this thing being prepared in the parking lot. Right. And in that, you can see a set of this club. And I I don't think it's true in the actual show. In the uh, in rehearsal, the club set said Club Disneyland, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah. They decided, like, because now we're, where are we? Tony Bennett's there, and it's Club Disneyland, but it's <laughs> on the Super Bowl floor, but it's in the yeah. 30s. What's happening? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, at some point, Arturo Sandoval. <laughs> uh, he's in it. Uh, trumpet player. Trumpet player. Right? Yeah. Um, the uh, Emilio Estefan was the music director of this. I learned from that. Uh, oh wow! Piece. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gloria's husband. Um, and the the band uh, behind them is Miami Sound Machine. Yeah. Which is uh, notable towards the end, in, where in the finale, a guy in a tuxedo comes out playing a keytar, <laughs> and that I think is one of the Sound Machine. Um, so there's this performance of the song. Caravan, which I only previously knew as a Red Man sample. Oh yeah, I, I played Caravan. Caravan. I played it in high school band. Um, oh, okay, that's yeah, that's a fun one. Band song. Um, then you kind of lose track of Indiana Jones and Marion, and then you realize they're just sitting and watching this at a table, yep. and the trophy is on the table. And then a big second fight happens, mm-hmm. and the trophy is stolen, and the trophy goes flying around. Um, at some point, here's this is a Kathy Marshall who played Marion and is also from the the stunt show in Florida. The night we filmed, the extra got really excited and threw the trophy really hard. It hit me right in my nose. Oh no! I had two black eyes and a lot of makeup on for oh, the Super no. Bowl. Jeez, <laughs> that sucks. Uh, yeah, and then uh, it's all chaos because there's like at some point somebody's wig comes off, like this <laughs> weird like silent movie hijinks. A guy flies into a piano, and the one guy I was talking about who seemed to be running around doing everything himself. Uh, at some point, okay, g- g- the piano gag's about to happen, and he says, "I had to make sure that the pin on the collapsible leg was pulled. For some reason, it didn't get pulled properly. So I'm hollering to the stunt man, the piano will not collapse. The piano will not collapse." <laughs> <laughs> this one guy is just like aware of every gag and every pin and every mm-hmm. like thing that has to be on the wall. God bless you, sir, Mister Assad. I'm not. Sh- I don't, didn't uh, track the first name. Uh, sword guys, fire eater, spikes pop up, um, and then Indiana Jones gets the trophy back again. <laughs> um, so it happens once, and it happens again, and then uh, all of the oh, there's something uh, Mara talks about. Like you'll be doomed for all eternity. And then uh, this great little scene happens with uh, all the stars. At last, the meeting of Indiana Jones and Patti LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Well, Indiana Jones, you got your trophy back. So now tell me, sugar, what's next? I'm giving it to the winner of Super Bowl 29. Well, that's the right attitude, baby. That's a great attitude. That's great. It's perfect. I'm giving it to the winner. It almost sounds like John Wayne at the start. I'm giving it to the, like, or <laughs> yeah. I'm Howard Cosell, whatever. Some one of those guys 29. with the old voice. Yeah. I love it. I love what this show, I kind of like this era where in the ride and this show, they just end the stunt show. Everybody decided Indiana Jones is whoever wants to be Indiana Jones. Sure, yeah. Um, it was truly open. We didn't have to get Harrison and D.H. Harrison. And I like this I like this performance. You know what? This is my Indiana Jones. <laughs> 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 well, that's the right attitude. <laughs> that's the right attitude. <laughs> oh, it is great. I mean, that is, yes. I, you can't not like it, especially coming from the part, the, the fact that it is canon now in the Indiana Jones ride universe. Well, yeah. this brings me to a point that I discovered that has been discussed. Yeah. Is this halftime show canon? This has been dealt with by the Indiana Jones fan community. Oh, okay, good. Uh, they've gone over this because it involves, all right, because the ride is canon, right? Mara's yeah. canon, the idea that uh, Indiana Jones had to be at uh, the, the Temple of the Forbidden Eye, and that's right. Yep. So this, this was. 
uh, gone over. And um, in fact, they asked um, Leland Chi about this. Leland Chi is called Keeper of the Holocron. He is the person who, mm. in Lucasfilm, oh, okay. tracks all of the um, tracks all of the canon and the consistency. Right, He's right. a big Lucasfilm story person, and he was asked about this: Is the halftime show canon? And he says, no. According to my notes, the Temple of the Forbidden Eye attraction is set in 1935, which would make it impossible for Indy to be with Marion at this time. Oh, okay. So, I I don't think I realized this. The ride and therefore the halftime show are set in 1935. Interesting. That is one year before Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is 1936, which uh, is some kind of reunion with Marion. Right, yes. Um, So, uh, yeah, so they're out of each other's orbit. Um, And I like that that's why it's not canon. It's it's not canon because of 1935, not because time, Patty LaBelle is in it. A time traveling Tony Bennett. <laughs> a Tony Bennett Old man Tony from Bennett. our time, right. not a what uh, a five year old Tony Bennett. Right, yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> but yet the Indiana Jones fandom dot com has to reckon with this, and they put every they give everything this this like specific classification where like you know you know whatever the first time Sala showed up they'll put in the notes first yeah. appearance so they have to do it with this where they go Mara first appearance Patty LaBelle first appearance <laughs> Arturo Sandoval first appearance locations Club Disneyland first appearance wow yeah artifacts Vince Lombardi trophy first, first appearance, appearance. <laughs> wow right there was the arc and then there was the Vince Lombardi trophy oh, so they're still dealing with it they're giving it the respect uh, it deserves um, and I hope so are we because I I, this so. one I love. I know we just yeah. chat on all that, but the other stuff didn't have sword swallowers and spikes and stunts. This is cool. This is the most yeah. theme parky theme parky goofy one. Yeah. Extreme. We got twelve minute when we were kids. We got twelve minutes of theme park nonsense. Yeah, I know. Uh, in the Super Bowl, and uh, it's maybe more than we can ask for today. It's beautiful. So let's let's fire one of these things up. Let's do Ethan Hunt live. Let's do John Wick live, yeah. and it's just some guy. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, uh, they. I think we're past this franchise, but there, sh- there should have been a Taken halftime show for all three Takens every oh, yeah. single year. Every year, yeah. My daughter. <laughs> and she also has a Super Bowl trophy. She's been taken with the trophy. And then he's got to go, yeah. My daughter was tasked with... Uh-huh. <laughs> delivering the trophy right <laughs> he was kidnapped <laughs> um uh, anyway it's it's great um fun to go through all these and now what this opens up is super bowl halftime shows two in which time we will certainly meet uh elvis presto he of uh bop bamboozled and bebop bamboozled um, in the disco, which I will fully remove uh, this Indiana Jones one from the discussion of worst. Of course. But I will put one in, uh, and I, without going into it any further, we'll just this will be a tease for next time. Three words that might uh, <laughs> terrify you to your core. The words are Blues Brothers Bash. <laughs> that you survived this year of podcast chilling, the ride chilling words. yeah i know just start imagining what it is uh get familiar with it because uh you know i can only imagine there will be 90 minutes about Ooh, only them, that them doing uh a little bit of uh football i need a football hero 
and oh. the mouth harp, you know. We're doing the, that song the again. again. The harmonica, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we already gave it up for Chicago, but now it's time to give it up for Hollywood. Uh, that's Susie Ballyhooey, Hollywood. Um, all right. Well, that's coming next year. Uh, you can find us on the socials at Podcast The Ride. Merch is available in our T Public store for three bonus episodes every month. Check out Podcast The Ride, the second gate, or get one more bonus episode on our VIP tier, Club 3. You will find all of that at patreon.com slash podcast the ride related to this things coming to the second gate uh i I still want to get to the opening of the sky dome that's kind of in the same zone as this um and without saying what it is i think my birthday shot in july might be in this neck of the woods great uh so start start imagining i would i would never claim blues brothers bash for myself that would be far too selfish thank you for doing yeah never never that belongs to all of us i wouldn't do it it belongs to everyone in america This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.